This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. Welcome back to the Gamer's Lounge Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me as always, it's Nittus and Nathaniel. No Eric tonight. He is on uh, trips and, and cookouts and he's doing that 4th of July thing that everybody else yeah. is. But I'm not because it's hot and I don't want this to. This is our 4th of July. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> you are 4th of July on the 2nd of July. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get it in early. I wouldn't even Although I would the... not be surprised if some random fireworks start going off outside. Oh, I know it will here too. Our it's, neighbors. It's the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Our neighbors. It's the already... weekend. It's it's the July month. So, of course, why wouldn't you do fireworks? It's, it's actually yeah. been pretty quiet for fireworks here the past. Usually they start about a week or two before, but I'm guessing the fireworks guys really didn't set up till last week. And I saw what they, from what they had from the road and it didn't look like they had a whole lot. So I'm guessing that a lot of people probably just wasn't buying because they didn't have a ton. So, um, but the neighbors behind us were setting them off right before I came down. So I'm like, great, I'm gonna, we're going to hear M80s going off for the next hour and a half. But, <laughs> I mean, whatever, it doesn't bother me. Uh, our our old our one of our dogs who passed away last year, she was scared to death of fireworks and thunderstorms and things like that. So she, she's not around anymore. I don't care. Let them set it off because because yeah. <laughs> Max doesn't care. He doesn't give two licks. He just sleeps through it. So <laughs> Ella would pant and cry and go in the bathroom and hide for the whole duration of the Fourth of July. I feel like so. most dogs are like that, though. I wonder why. There's something about that sound that they just, that thunder that they just, yeah. they get, it terrifies them. I guess it's terrifies. loud, and, you know, they can hear it farther off than we can, so if there's four or five sure. or six people setting them off, that's all they hear in their head, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, yeah. I just but, think the world's coming to it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's it's how, just... yeah. Well, and that's how we knew when it was getting ready to storm, is Ella would get up and, and run to the bathroom and hide and start panting. And it was like, you know, yeah. well, it's not even thunder and rain. She could hear it that far off, and then all of a sudden it's like here it comes it's like oh wow so yeah. she was our... flashbacks to john cusack in 2012 yeah <laughs> the world just ending and everybody's going crazy <laughs> she was our... trying to get on that boat she was our barometer we had a, our dog our, our dog was our barometer so we knew when it was yeah. going to rain but yeah but now that she's gone and it's just max max don't care he really don't he could he could give two craps to the wind as long as, as long as he's warm and curled up on the couch and asleep. He don't care. <laughs> He'll raise his head. And go well, all right. Go back to sleep. Yeah, cats don't seem to care much, Mm-mm. really. Like uh-huh. I mean, our our three uh, cats. They, I mean, because the fireworks actually went off not 
too long ago for a, a different thing. I can't remember what, but it was some parade that was close by, and um, it, it, they were like, whatever. Yeah. Still sleep like it was nothing. It's another Luna's, day of the week. Luna's small enough that when they go off, she's kind of like, what in the world? Oh, okay, it's nothing. Yeah. Then it goes back to sleep. Yeah, but, yeah. Not... First time it catches her off guard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. She'll get over that once she gets to be a little older, but you know, yeah. nine months. Like, if it doesn't just... evolve, <laughs> if it doesn't involve treats, it doesn't, it doesn't concern me. No, no, <laughs> treats are chewing on my feet. She likes to chew on my feet, and I don't yeah. know why. It's I, I thought it was just the socks, and I I had my socks off for most of the day today, and she's still biting my feet. I'm like, okay, you really got to quit because one, that's gross, and two, <laughs> two, it hurts. <laughs> But they always do that funny face afterwards too, where they don't know what they just yeah <laughs> you know they just sniffed up yeah they mouth open just kind of uh, that was that was a bad idea that was a real bad idea it's like yeah yeah it was <laughs> see the regret keep, in their face I keep trying to tell you that but you keep going back to that well so it's uh, whatever dude yeah. it's come home from work take my shoes off take my and sit down and go ah and the next thing i know she's biting my dirty socks on my feet i'm like dude that's gross (laughs) (laughs) oh well but we're not here about uh cats chewing on dirty socks we're here to talk about video games But, uh, what if they did make a video game about that specific subject? Well, and you know, what kind of weird mental state was the game developer in when they yeah. decided to do that project? <laughs> Stray is coming out game? this month, so you know, That's right. Right. Yeah, cats, somehow man. I don't know that biting dirty socks is going to be a major part of that uh, game. You never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> it hasn't been in the trailer, so maybe they're holding no, that back as a surprise. No, it hasn't. I actually went ahead and pre-ordered that game on Steam. Um, I was going to just, you know, I, I thought, well, and they're bringing out a phys- they're bringing it out physically on PlayStation Five at some point. They haven't announced when it's coming out, so I'll buy it physically. Then, but I went ahead and bought it on Steam. Um, I'm anxious to try it out on the Steam Deck, even though you know nobody knows if it officially supports it or not. But <clears throat> sure that's okay. Fine. I'm sure it'll be fine too. As long I've found that any game that has at least full controller support runs fine on the Steam Deck with no issues. Um, I even got. Was that uh, was that just called Wolfenstein? The not the Return to Wolfenstein, but the one after Young that. Blood? That no, no, it was the one that was made by Activision. <clears throat> I think it was just Wolfenstein. Oh, um, I do not remember. I don't remember. Yeah, those were the real old ones. Yeah, I don't even remember what year that was. Um, I even tried it out, and it works. It works on uh, on Steam Deck. Wolfenstein, yeah, not that Wolfenstein. I that's what's there. Two thousand nine Wolfenstein. That's the one I was trying to think of. It was uh, done by Activision Blizzard, and it was on the three hundred and sixty. Is what that originally was. It ran fine. But I even played. Oh, okay. I even downloaded uh, Swotor the other day just to try it out and see if it worked, and it works, and it works good. Play an MMO on your Steam Deck. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't talk to anybody because I don't have my keyboard. I, I can hook my keyboard up, but I don't want to talk to anybody anyway. So it's. <laughs> Do they have like a. I, I've noticed more and more games have been having this lately, but is there like a speech to text thing in that? I don't or know no, if there is or not. I don't know. Probably. Right, or... But I'll tell you what's hilarious is. Um, so I, I downloaded it and went to log in, and it was like, we need your security key. I was like, holy crap. Security key? I don't even know where that thing is. And it was that little, you, you remember you had them for WoW and stuff before they came out with the app. They were the little keychain-like. Yeah, I remember. 
Yeah. Well, I had to come down. I came downstairs and yanked the collector's edition box off the shelf, opened it up. Sure enough, my little security token thing was still in there. I'm like, oh, this thing ain't going to work. It's 11 years old. It's not going to work at all. Punched the button. Still worked. I was like, well, holy crap. All right. <laughs> Put the number That's in crazy. and it was like, hey, welcome back. You haven't been here in like seven years. I went, yeah. <laughs> I was always tempted to get one for wow because i knew people who had one i always thought they they were cool but at the same yeah. time it's just like I, I i didn't trust myself nor the device enough <laughs> yeah to keep that long term you know what i mean so well, like, and, that's why i was like thankfully they opted for i think you know just the other 2fa methods and yeah shit. well there's that and then there's they have their own for the phone once once i got an yeah. iphone and they came out with that app we quit using those little tokens but we have two of them up in the drawer one of them's a starcraft one one of them's a warcraft one and i actually while I was punching that one, I went, well, I know there's some in that old, in that desk drawer. They're old, too. And I punched them, and sure enough, they still work, too. So I don't know. Right. <clears throat> but, I mean, I guess when they die, they die. There's no way to replace a battery in them that I can see unless you just pop it apart. I don't have a – well, yeah, I was, I was wondering if there was – surely they have – at least, uh, what do they call like those little twenty-five volt, those little circular yeah, it, batteries that they can just pop in there. It may. There's no like door to unscrew on it, so I'm guessing maybe you just hmm. pry the key apart. I don't know. I'm, I haven't. Yeah, interesting. I haven't wanted to take one apart. Of course, those Warcraft ones are not on our account anymore since we went to the phones. But um, well, those. I mean, can you even still buy those things? Are those still available? I or no? doubt it. I doubt anybody sells those kind of things anymore. Yeah. I figure it's all. And that's what I'm always worried about. Yeah. And stuff like that. Because I don't even think Blizzard sells their Vow ones anymore, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think so. I think they've they've uh, they've all moved to the the app on your phone since you know everybody's yeah. got a smartphone these days. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool little memorabilia thing to have, but yeah. I mean, honestly, like you know, the practicality of it long term. You know, is is you know, because imagine if you if you hadn't known that it was there in that box, oh, right? Yeah. Then you would just be, to you know, tear the house up. To, right? Yeah, I would have, or that, or tear the house up yeah. trying to find it. Because I keep right. dumb stuff <laughs> like that. I have, I, I just have boxes oh, well, of stupid so. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Even when I cleaned out the basement, it was like, oh, here's a box of stupid cables. I really need to throw those away. Ah, uh, no, I better not, because I might need one someday, and then stick it in a corner yeah. somewhere, and then you know. That's what I do, especially with like a bunch of like, same thing, right? With a bunch of cables, HDMI cables, AV cables, you know, you name it. So, yeah, I never know. Tons of stuff. You never know. So, and I'm surprised myself a couple of times where I'm like, man, thank God I kept this, you know, LAN cables, you know, stuff yeah. like that, Ethernet cables, whatever. So, well, uh, and sometimes yeah. with the Nikki smart board, she'll need a VGA to the laptop to the smart board, and she'll be oh, like, yeah. do you have a VGA yeah, cable? And I'm like. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's like a, yes, we do. Find it. Yeah. Now just yeah. Give me give me a couple of days to find it, but I have one. You know, it's like I'll it's, I'll take you back to two thousand two. No problem. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's out in the garage behind a bunch of stuff stacked up in the in the back. We just have to clear out some space to get to it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, other than piddling on the on the Steam Deck, um, I bought that. Um, I don't know how you say it. Uh, I know a uh, game on Steam. Uh, oh, just... I've always called it uh, like Ono Mutation. Yeah, is it's, that what it is? Ono what... Mutation? Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. looked really cool, so I bought it. <laughs> that's that's what I call it. Is It looked really cool, so I bought it. Um, and I, I've only played it just a few minutes. Um, and what little bit of it I played, it's really good. It runs at high on Steam Deck. It looks beautiful. Um 
Um, but I haven't really played a whole lot more of it, so I'm going to play some of it this week. Um, I didn't it's really play... well optimized. I got I got uh, I got a copy sent to me um, just before it came out, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it runs well, looks great. I thought what drew me to that game right away because I've been following the development for a while uh, of that game. But man, like just just visually that game is is stunning um the the sort of 2d pixels into like the sort of 3d space right, and also yeah. sort of pixels at the same time it's really well done and unique it's, yeah, it's great it's, it's yeah. great and i like how it's like it's it's side scrolling 2d but it has 3d elements you know you go in and come back out and you yeah. know, go around and i like i like i like those kind of games so it's like oh it's cyberpunk uh two all right cool i'll, I'll buy it and play yeah. it like I said, I haven't fired it up yet because I've been playing Stupid Eastward a lot. Oh, <laughs> oh so, okay. We could talk about that because I've played that some too, and I think we have very different reactions to that game. Oh, really? Do you not care for it? I do not like that game because I, I would describe it this way. It is a game that has pretty art, which is why I kind of wanted to get it in the first place because it looked cool. Yeah. But it gets in its own way, and it wastes so much of my time that I was so frustrated playing with it that I after that first session I'm just like I don't feel like playing it because it's wasting so much of my time with it's not any one thing it's a bunch of small things yeah. that just like what no why like why can't I just skip dialogue like normal yeah. like it still has to play through it even if it goes faster instead of like a lot of other games with a lot of text you hit the like skip button it'll just like go straight to its full there it's right. not like yeah. spelling it out line 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 so it's like that takes extra time. Just the way that um, just you'll finally get to play something and then like it's sort of like a cutscene again. Every five seconds, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to play the game. Let me play the game. Oh, cool. I play the game. I got to do something for a couple minutes. But now we're talking a lot again. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. It's just like it felt like it was dragging on for me so much. that it's just like I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought I would. How far did and you I get? Have... Did you get her? Did you get the girl to go to school? I mean, that's real mm-hmm. early in the game. Okay, so you, you yep. least, that's as far as I got. That's actually. I think I ended right when it was telling me that, like, hey, the main her father character, whatever he's supposed to be, can go because it's open house day at school or something. I'm, oh, I didn't yes. actually do that part yet. It's just where I left off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of. Oh, I'm getting in the groove. Oh, I'm hacking these. You know, like at that little beginning there, where it's like, okay, well, I got to go into this mine and I got to hack up the the monsters or the slime things or whatever they were. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then you're right; it does stop, go into a cutscene, and then you have to go like, when you're done with that, you got to go all the way over to the other side of the map to fetch this, and then go all the way back to bring it back here, and then go all the way oh, and. As soon as it gave me fast travel, I just teleported it. Yeah, once I got fast travel, that's what I did. That's a bad sign if I'm doing that like an hour into a game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And objectively, it's not even that big of a map. I don't know. I think my problem with it was it's just too enamored with whatever story they were trying to tell, but they were telling it poorly, in my opinion, in that like, okay, this whole scene here that was a cutscene, you probably could have done it with half the amount of dialogue and stuff that you did yeah and then five minutes later you're in another cutscene that's kind of repeating some of the same information a little bit or just whatever it's just like you don't get to get into a groove of doing any one thing at all except yeah. for i'm trying to skip this dialogue because i'm bored and don't care what they're saying now because you keep bringing them back into it yeah. and i don't care <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the one thing I wish I could do is I wish I could just hit the button and all the dialogue would come up and just not. Yeah, uh, you're you're not wrong. I I don't know. I kind of got hooked on it. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, it's kind of a cool setup for kind of like what the game's story, what little bit I saw of it, just like the post-apocalyptic kind of thing. And hey, maybe the surface is cool because apparently they were in caves, which I didn't get at first that right. they were actually in caves. But you know, hey, no, the surface has green plants, man. No, that's just a myth. That kind of right, whole setup right. plus more styles cool. It's just it didn't let me actually like get wrapped up in the world the way I would want to. Because I'm just sitting here frustrated, like, okay, I finally get to actually do something instead of just sitting here. And then, like, I do it for less than a minute, and I'm off sitting, waiting again. It's just like, I can't get a rhythm because it starts, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, you're, you're not wrong about that at all. I just, I don't know. And maybe it was, it's just kind of the the type of game that I was wanting at the time. It, it, it kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit of, like, Mother or uh, Earthbound. Um, I see that yeah on the sure. on the super nes it's kind of and that's kind of what i was wanting just something kind of laid back and not i don't know how long you know i don't know how long the game is it doesn't seem like it's going to be like a 40 hour if it's 40 hours it's because the dialogue is just yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know that's that's kind of what I've wanted. I've kind of wanted just a nice little ten hour game, just something that it's not. I, I just haven't been in the mood. You know, I, I kind of like you know. I really they did that update to Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West. I was like, you know, I really need to boot that up again and and play it a little farther. And you know, but it's, at the same time, it's just kind of been like, ugh, I don't. I really don't want to play a big long game right now i just want something that i yeah. can play for a little while and go yeah and then put it down and then come back and and play it a little more and this one seems to kind of scratch that itch a little bit um so far anyway i mean but i you know your gripes are you're totally you're totally right with uh with your i mean are. it's it lo- lost out because i bought several things on steam so i was like well yeah. i'm not enjoying this one let me buy this other or play this other game that i bought and try it out <laughs> yeah that's that's what's bad with the steam summer sale it's like oh i buy seven things at once let me just try all these and then and go okay this is the one i really but when i'm picking out games that are like 10 bucks at most each or something and then a couple maybe they're a little more than that it's like yeah it's okay if i lose out on whatever it's not i don't remember what east Ord was but it wasn't it it wasn't pretty uh, yeah, cheap on sale. It wasn't too right much. If, if, like, okay, I didn't like it, but maybe I'll go back to it and maybe be a little bit more in the mood for it at some other point. Well, but, when I when I saw you bought it, that's what made me buy it. I saw it popped up and said, hey, Nathaniel bought this game. And I was like, well, that looks kind of cool. Oh, 9 out of 10 on Steam and, you know, 80% on uh, Metacritic. Yeah, I think it's just more that it's, maybe, it's one, like, a style of game that I might not enjoy as much as, you know, other people do. And then also yeah. it just wasn't maybe for it yeah, 20 bucks it's normally 25 bucks 20 bucks yeah that's cool um but yeah i, I like the art style stuff i i really want to get more into that um i i, I played tmnt uh, shredder's revenge played a little bit on xbox and then they sent us a review code uh and i took it eric wasn't going to review it so i went ahead and took it which i need to write a review up for it i thought well i'd really like to see how this runs on steam or on the steam deck um, it runs really well on the Steam Deck. My only complaint is, is like the highest resolution at the last time I booted it up was like 950 by 
500 or something like that. There was no 1200 by 80 or there wasn't even a 720p option um, on the Steam Deck for some That's strange reason. The pixel art size they went with, they're like, eh, we're not going to bother. Is it more of a Steam Deck thing? I don't know. I, that's what I can't figure out. I can't figure out if it's a Steam Deck thing or what. I, I can't remember the resolution, the highest resolution. Goes. It was really weird. I mean, it was really strange. And I mean, it looked fine, but man, it had like, it was like playing in Letterbox. Um, you know, it had black bars on the top and the bottom. And... You know, that's fine for cutscenes and stuff like that, but if I'm going to play a whole game, I really want it to fill the whole screen. It doesn't have to be, you know, on the Steam Deck, it doesn't have to be, you know, 1200 by 800, but at least give me 720p, you know, something a little close that's just a small, uh, small block. Yeah, that sounds like probably the port just doesn't have the correct like recognition of like resolutions or yeah and it may and they may have updated the so. ratio it does not match the screen and therefore you get the bars yeah and it, they may have updated it and i i just haven't booted it up since they updated it but the game is fun as crap i really i really really want to try it with six players because it looks flipping that insane sounds like mayhem <laughs> i know it really does doesn't it and i but i just i want to i want to be in that mayhem just for <laughs> yeah i just want to i just want to try it with that mayhem but um i mean it's it's a really cool game i mean it, it it's it reminds me a lot of you know the old game it, you could tell that the streets of rage you know the guys that did streets of rage 4 did this one and they you could tell they really have that formula down pat to say hey look this is a modern version of a classic game it looks classic but it also looks modern at the same time and it's just flipping fun i mean it's just Stupid. And you don't even have to put quarters into play. Yeah, I know. I mean, what's funny <laughs> is what's funny is you can play six players on Steam, six players on uh, Switch, six players on um, uh, Xbox, and you can do that all couch co-op. On PlayStation 4, you can only play four-player because they only allow you to connect four controllers at a time, not six like everybody else does, which is weird. <laughs> it's like, that's really I weird. mean, how often are you going to have a six-player <laughs> game let alone anything, so that's probably just a weird tech issue. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, how many games are we going to ever need six controllers for? I don't know. Whatever, it's it, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's just, it's just hilarious. It's like that's so weird. But you know, I've got two, four. I actually have six Xbox controllers, which is very unusual and weird. Usually, I only have it max two. But I bought the 20th anniversary. I bought the Forza. And then I got two elite controllers, and then I've got the controller that came with the systems, you know, both systems. So I got ended up having six. When the when the nie great niece and nephew were over last weekend, I came this close to getting everybody together and say, "Come on down to the basement, let's fire this up six players." And let and they are both of them are one of them's five, and the other ones are one of them's seven, and the other one's five. So it just would have been chaos with those two because they've never played a video game before and that's why i put lego star wars uh, skywalker saga in here my great nephew had never played a video game before not with a controller he's yeah they played some of them in school on the ipad or the you know the tablet thing and they were little school video games he never played a real video game so me and him sat down and played the first level of the new hope um, in the new Lego Star Wars game, 
and it was hilarious because you know in that game you have to you know you swing your camera around with the left stick and you move with the or you move with the left stick uh, the camera with the right stick and and you know you aim with the trigger so he was trying to get it all down but what was hilarious was is when i would say you need to walk over here he would actually physically get up and move his character and walk at the same time in the same direction that his character was walking in he wasn't like one of the you know oh i got to do no he was physically getting up and walking in that direction (laughs) you know and he's like six and a half seven years old it was just the most hilarious thing and we we came around the corner and that the one cut scene where um, Darth Vader comes out, he cuts through the the thing and starts coming on. He goes, "Uh oh!" <laughs> and my niece goes, "Oh, you're gonna have to fight Darth Vader." And he goes, "You don't fight Darth Vader. Darth Vader just wins." <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He is not wrong. It was like, it was like, yep. That's about the truth. I said, you don't fight Darth Vader. He just most, wins. You know, for percentage-wise, yeah. 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 Most yeah. of the time. There's a yeah. the couple times where that didn't happen, but most of the time, yeah. yeah. Darth so, Vader wins. It's like, yeah. yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> if it was a fighting game, it would, like, count down three, two, one, Darth Vader wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that Lego Star Wars game is really, really cool. It is, it is fun. It's, I would say... Uh, right now it's in my top five games of the year um just nice yeah just the new stuff that they've done with it i mean it's it's the same formula but with nice paint on it and little you know new uh you know puzzles and and different things like that so is it the same as the old like way old lego star wars thing or is this more just like we're taking star wars license again and doing a new thing more now, like the modern lego ones. it's pretty much much new like the modern lego thing i mean you know they've added they've had so many lego games little and like just lego star wars games even at this point mm-hmm. though i'm sure i hadn't looked into it to see what they yeah i mean you time. literally play the movie from you know from yeah. start to finish and what's cool is 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 you know not only do you have can you just stand out in the open and shoot but you can actually pull like your left trigger and you can actually lock on to behind cover and play it gears of war style where you can get up and shoot and or you can run up and do hand-to-hand combat with them you know and it's you know you've never been able to do you know it's usually one or the other you know but you've never been able to hide behind cover and you know actually shoot things and have a life bar you know it's it's always been however many bits you have but you know this this you actually have a light bar and you know of course you die and come right back where you're at but you know it's well you give them a license so they can do a lego gears of war game just so we can have uh legos being torn apart by chainsaw guns yes, that would be <laughs> great like <laughs> i would i would buy that in a heartbeat i mean that would if if uh i guess if microsoft ever buys take two that's how we would get that if microsoft would ever buy <laughs> no they, they'd have to buy lego because yeah. it's a lego license thing well it that's true a video game you know developer would be the license they would need yeah but yeah, I mean, it's, but it was, it was fun to sit down. He really wanted to play longer, but you know, we only got to play like the whole thing, but he really liked it where, you know, you're walking down the, trying to find the escape pod and, oh, he thought it was hilarious because he was R2-D2 and I was C-3PO and I could jump on C-3PO or R2-D2's back and he could carry me around to different places. And he just thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world. And 
Yeah, yeah that's one thing that the Lego games have done pretty well from the start is the co-op is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I thought that was perfect for him for, you know, his first video game. He never even touched a controller before in his life. I'm like, okay, well, this is the game you got to try. <laughs> it's because you like Legos, you know what Star Wars is, you know what Legos is, and if you die, you just go, oh, and you come right back. You know, nobody's yeah, upset. Or... Yeah. Uh, those games have always been super accessible anyways and even you know at the time when i worked at gamestop and you might have done the same thing when you worked at gamestop where every time a family would come in mm. and try to get you know a, a child either into video games or something that they wanted to play together that wasn't too much trouble that wasn't too complicated my initial reaction always was get a lego game. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because so, yeah. i mean it was the best so so hopefully he's not at home going, hey, can we buy an Xbox so I can play the Lego game? Hey, can we? Oh, that's more than likely happening. Yeah, and, and, I, and I told them, I said, you you let me know when that time comes because I will be more than happy to buy that young man an Xbox and a, <laughs> and a copy of the game, and we'll even get him an online account so me and him can play whenever he wants. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of that will ever happen anytime soon, but you know, it's, you never know. Um, but yeah, so that's all I played. I haven't played a ton, um, just because, uh, uh, you know, I haven't had tons of time. We had family over last weekend and stuff like that. And I've been on the road, but, uh, Nathaniel, I see you played uh, Lego, a builder's journey. I bought that too, but I haven't fired it up yet. I bought it while it was on sale because it was only like 10 bucks, um, on the steam sale. So did you like that one? Yeah, I did like that one. So I bought a few things on Steam sale, and like half of them were kind of puzzle games. Yeah. So that was kind of one of them. And it's, you know, I got it that one because it's like, hey, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's been on my wish list for a while. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, hey, I'll get that. That's That'll be fun. And finished it in, you know, a few hours. It didn't, doesn't take that long to finish. It's a pretty short game. Yeah. It's been on but... my Xbox wish list forever, but it hadn't went on sale on Xbox. So when it went on sale on Steam, I went, well, I'll just buy it and play it on the Steam Deck. And I yeah. do want to fire it up on the computer, though, to see the ray tracing and the real nice, you know, uh, super pretty uh, uh, graphics of it. But but anyway, go ahead. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, if you've seen anything about it, that's pretty much what that is. You're just... Uh bunch of little square kind of levels of get your character from here to there using different, you know, mechanics where you're placing down pieces to kind of like build a path. And then it kind of switches things up a little bit here and there, but that's pretty much the gist of the puzzles. It's like, Hey, you have to get from this side to that side or, you know, wherever you're going. So you have to kind of like figure out how you can, you know, create a pathway for your little character to get there. And I don't know. From I, I was unspoiled on the game because I guess whatever they'd shown off was pretty much just like the first maybe three or four levels at most. Because hmm. then at some point, a little bit in, uh, the environment changes a lot okay. in a kind of fun way. And I don't know. It, does, it for a game that has no dialogue or anything. It tells a neat little story amidst all the little puzzles. So yeah, it's just a fun little game. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the name of the new one coming out is. It's Lego Brick Tales is what it's called, I think. No, not Brick Tales. Oh, yeah, I played the demo for that uh, during the ones, you know, there was the Summer Games Fest when they had all the demos. Yeah, yeah. I have the, I have the awesome. demo downloaded too, but I haven't played it yet. So um, Yeah, that was awesome. I'm really looking forward to that one. I really enjoyed that demo a lot. 
yeah, it looks really cool. So I, is I, it another game by the same studio that did Builder's Journey or something, or is it just another Lego I don't, game? Yeah, I think I haven't heard of it, so I don't game. know what it is. It's this, uh, see, the developer it, is Clockstone. They do the no, they do all the the bridge construction games, the bridge. Okay. The bridge constructor portal and bridge constructor medieval, all those. Oh, no, that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah. I can I can see the similarities actually. Yeah, no, but I enjoyed that demo like a lot though. Um, and uh, um, I I think well again it's just a demo, but judging from what I play, I still like Builder's Journey more, but. Um, but that Bricktails, though, I mean, that has big potential when that comes out. I can tell I'm already going to, like, be in love with it. Because when you start to actually build the pieces together, like, it teaches you how to go about building uh, the pieces. And it, and it feels more than any other LEGO game, even more so than Builder's Journey, um, it feels like you are completely in control with how to build a LEGO set. So, for example, one of the parts in the demo was you get into this little jungle area, and you have to build this bridge to get into the other side to move on to the level after that. And, um, you know, it it gives you a bunch of pieces to play with, and you don't have to use all the pieces. Um, but you go into this sort of almost like Sims creative mode type thing where you just have a bunch of uh, pieces there, and you just, on a grid system, and you can just place them at will, right, wherever you want. And... Yeah, it was just really cool just being able to take those pieces. And so long as you were able to, you know, make that bridge. But, of course, it has to be supported, too, right? right. Like, you can't just put, like, four planks and then call it a day. Like, you need to have those beams to keep, you know, to keep it up. Otherwise, because there's a little test button. Then it has, like, a little robot that kind of goes from one side to another. And then, like, and the physics are, like, really accurate. So that, they, you know, the robot goes across and there are no beams, anything to support it. You know, that bridge is going to collapse. So, you know, you need to have the proper beams there. And then even then, that's not enough, right? You need them not only going vertical, um, but horizontal as well. Right. And... Uh, 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 yeah, no, it's it's it was really really cool, and uh, you can even like have like fun like in getting, you know, making designs too because they give you things that are more decorative. Um, so, but but that's the more advanced stuff that they teach you later on in the demo. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really really neat. Um, you know, versus Builder's Journey, where that one's more based off of a puzzle. You know, of like how do I get from point A to point B, and you know, connect the dots here. Mm. Um, you know, there's sort of freedom to build to a degree, um, but you're still in that sort of confined space versus this Bricktails where it was like, you know, you go, like I said, into like a little sort of grid creative mode right. and uh, they give you pieces to play with. And uh, yeah, there's no right or wrong. Well, there's a wrong way, but there's no, you know, <laughs> set way to, you know, design what it is you're design, designing. So long as you can get, so uh, you know, as long as you can build what you need to build and support it. Um, so it can stay stable, um, then yeah, you're good to go. So you know, it's not like you know, you use all the pieces. It's just like you know, so long as you can make it work, you're good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I've I've got the demo download. You can still download the demo because I was on the Steam page right now. So yeah, you can still. Yeah. It's supposed to come out this year, hopefully. Um, oh, hopefully. I mean, everything's fine. Yeah, <laughs> everything's awesome, just up know, in the so... air. It's like yeah, yeah. It's... Sure. Yeah, it's it, it'll come out. Sometime, but yeah. <laughs> sometime. Yeah, sometime. <laughs> it's like whatever you know. Everything's like, oh, October twelfth, November first. It's like, okay, yeah. if you say so. Which, I mean, which reminds know. me, has anybody said when Advance Wars one and two is coming out? Because I've still got that thing fully paid off and pre-ordered at GameStop. It's like, when is that game coming out? I forgot about it because it was supposed to be like three months ago. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, yeah, and then 
Yeah, it, but everything started happening with Nintendo. You know, pulled away from that because of everything happening with right. the war in Ukraine. So you know, because I guess because of the word "war" in it, I, they had to delay it. I mean, I I, I get wanting to be you know um you know thoughtful and mindful of you know current events and stuff like that but at the same time like, i mean yeah i mean this is the least of anyone's problems i i promise you <laughs> you know uh so but you know advanced war but whatever yeah and it still says to be announced right <laughs> yeah so that's 55 that's 60 dollars has been floating at gamestop since like and maybe all they'll do is just it's in some future game. Nintendo Direct, they'll be like, out today! Yeah, probably. Maybe. Hopefully. Well, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, it was ready to come out months ago. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the articles. Mm-hmm. Like, people were playing it. Some that got lucky and preloaded it early and just somehow had access to it. Now, eventually, a week later, I think Nintendo ended up, you know... Yeah, they took uh, it away somehow. Uh, yeah, revoking the license, yeah. But, um, yeah, <laughs> so people were playing it. It was playable, but... Yeah. I don't know, man. If they got it and they're playing it, they pay for it, whatever, let them play it. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Um, but yeah, anyway, so so go on that and the thing. What else have you been playing? Oh, also along kind of the puzzle game uh, route is a game called, I think, Dorf Romantic or Dorf Romantique. I think I've sure heard this. I think Dorf spelled. Romantic is what I've heard. Yeah, I've never heard it said, so I'm just going based off of you know what it looks like because all I know is I saw it. Um, this is what I think it is. Little browsing through on Steam sale, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. So it's a kind of a puzzle game where you have tiles that are hex shapes, and they all have different terrain or things on them, and it's all very much in a kind of storybook illustrated art style kind mm-hmm. of. So each tile you have, you can have kind of like grass or forest or houses or water or railroad tracks, and there's different configurations of them. And you have basically a big stack that you start out with, like, you know, 50 pieces or whatever it is, and you can kind of see the top two or three uh, in a preview. And then you just have a big empty board that you have to start placing them down, and wherever you share edges... If you match them, you get points. And then there's other things for unlocking different pieces and things that are uh, outside that. So, like, if you can put things and arrange them to where, like, if a piece has all of its edges are matched properly, you get a perfect placement. It's because you bonus points, and it's all about putting a bunch of tiles in. And once you run out, then you're done and you have a high score. But you can also get more tiles as you go by completing kind of little quest things. So little bubbles will pop up that's like, hey, get 10 plus water connected to this tile to complete this quest. Or they have a different type that you have to kind of close off a terrain type. So if you have like a forest going, you have to co- you know close off all the edges so it's a finished forest. And then you'll get you know a few more tiles in your thing so that you can keep going. And it's just a real chill kind of just fun it's got nice pleasant music while you're playing so it's just like hey just want to play some tiles and make a cool like cartoony uh, illustrated landscape as i'm going yeah it looks cool i've heard of this but i never uh i never looked into it um it would probably be really fun on the steam deck too i think yeah it's just as playable says uh says the only thing i don't know how well it would work because i was playing with a mouse so i don't know how well it would work 
Yeah. With well, controller support specifically, I know how you could probably do it. I just don't know if the game itself has yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says it says everything is functional, accessible, the interface, tech, everything. It just says this game sometimes shows mouse, keyboard, or non-Steam Deck controller icons. That's the only thing that makes it playable, which is weird. Um, hmm. Yeah, because it's all about like good. placing them. So with the controller, you could have like a stick to drag the piece around. Right. And then drop it down. You're not like then you have like rotations because you can like rotate. Well, and a lot of times the way they alleviate that is is you you hold down the the left trigger and then you use your mouse the mouse pad with your thumb to actually spin things around. So you know it's. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, it'd be the same as if you're doing controllers. It'd just be shoulder button left and right, right or something yeah. to rotate. Because it's not like you're like spinning it to an exact rotation. It's just you're like you're toggling the piece to right. be in a different yeah. orientation so it's all that looks really you know cool. locked off rotation it's not like you're free spinning it or anything yeah. like that um i'm gonna have to buy that <laughs> yeah if i remember it was you know it's so, not too expensive it's just fun chill game if you just want to like spend an hour playing it yeah. or whatever eleven dollars and 19 cents is yeah. not bad um and I but yeah, the art style is really cool. Yeah, and it's just yeah, just a nice little relaxing puzzle game to play. And I apologize to anybody watching this on VOD that I did not have a chance to sit down and pull video for games to put up this time. So <laughs> if anybody's watching it on video on demand, I, you know, it's like okay, that's why it's, there's no video because I just I hadn't had time. But no big deal. That's why Google exists. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. hopefully you can spell it. It, is, it does have a weird spelling. So yeah, yeah it's like super super weird. Yeah, it's like Roman. I mean, it's not super, super tick. weird, but it's like, yeah. You spell it like you, you're pronouncing it. Dwarf Roman Tink. <laughs> Romantic. D-O-R-F-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-K. Yep. All right. Uh, I need to add that to my list, and I'll buy it after the show. <laughs> like, sure, why not? Add it to the more games that I don't have time to play, but it does look really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's one you totally have time to play because you just put in and like, okay, I'm going to spend like however many minutes with it and then you can save and quit and then come back to it right. later. It's all about kind of building it out. So you don't have to do it all in one sitting. Yeah, you know, yeah that one thankfully doesn't seem like too much of like a... I mean, it can be a time sink, I'm sure, but like it doesn't like... It's not requiring you to sit there for hours at a time to really get no, enjoyment uh-huh. out of it, you know? No, it's more, more about, like, you can take more time if you're really getting to, like, I want to do optimal placements to get more points for this. But if you're just kind of, like, chilling and putting tiles together, you don't have to think about it that much. You're just like, okay, cool, I got some points, fun, yeah. you know. You're not trying to solve any puzzles. It's more like just about, like, okay, placing tiles and building out a thing, and then eventually you're done doing that. But... And it's enjoyable while you're doing it because you're like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to place, you know, I want to build this forest out so it's a really big forest. So whenever a forest piece comes up, I'm going to put it over here. But, oh, now I've got a railroad piece. So I'll have to put it over here on the railroad thing that I've started over here because you can only connect it right. you know, in certain ways for those. It's got certain rules for how it connects. Or, hey, I want to make a big lake. So when water comes up, I'll put them down here. Man, Steam really needs to come up with something to use those points for because I've got like 89,000 points. It is ridiculous. And I've used a few of them. I have no idea how many I have. It's (laughs) dumb. 
I don't care about buy stickers or whatever the crap they call in their point store. It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. I like this. I like designing the profile every once in a while, but I haven't done that in months. Like, yeah. I mean, the last time I did it, yeah. I think was when Resident Evil Village came out. So that's why my entire profile, I think, is like Resident Evil themed. But other than that, like, I'm sitting on like close to thirty thousand, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Well, so. once I bought my Steam Deck, it was just like. <laughs> Here's forty thousand points. It's like, oh my gosh, what do I do with these? It's like, oh, they just give you that when you get the Steam Deck. Well, it's for every dollar you spend. Like right there, I spent eleven dollars and some cents. So that was eighteen hundred points or uh, eleven hundred oh, okay. points right. right there. So when I bought my Steam Deck, yeah. that was four hundred and whatever dollars. So it was like, here's forty thousand and whatever the tax was in Steam points. Yeah. It's like. Okay, now I've got eighty nine thousand points. What do I do with them? <laughs> I bought I bought one little thing to go around my profile that's animated. It cost me ten thousand points. So it's like, okay, what am I going to buy? Like eight of those, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Nathaniel, what game am I going to buy next? All right, have you heard of this little game that's also puzzles called The Last Campfire? Uh, no, I haven't. It is a little oh, game that came out from Hello Games, and it was, I think it was on Epic at first, and then in, it's on Steam and other places now, too. I don't, I'm not sure where it is console-wise. I'm sure it's somewhere. But you're like a little, uh, kind of looks like almost a little blue Jawa character. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got kind of like a, a big empty like space in the front with, where you can see two like dots for eyes, and it looks almost kind of like how a Jawa oh, looks. Oh, yeah, okay, I've seen this one. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since they announced it. It's like a little thing they announced a while ago, and then it came out kind of quietly, and it's gotten you know pretty good reception. But it's not like it blew up the world with, oh man, you got to play this game. But let's see, it took me about five hours to beat it. Okay, it's yeah. not a very long game, That's but cool. it's a little more story based than the other two, which were kind of like a puzzle, you know, game first. This one has a bit of a story on it and then you're going through like the levels and then you run into doing certain puzzles uh within the game versus just it is a puzzle game so you're a little uh character or creature called an ember as in like an ember of fires and you're going around lighting your uh lighting campfires rescuing other like um Oh, I forget what they call it. Forlorn. There we go. Forlorn characters in the game where they've lost all hope. So you're bit, it's basically a game about kindling hope <laughs> in a cartoony kind of literal way. We're like, oh, hey, you brought hope back to this person because you solved their puzzle. <laughs> yeah. And then you're all trying to get to the end uh, of the game or wherever where the last campfire is. You get to it at the end. Uh but you also kind of see it in the opening cutscene. It's almost like a book bookend thing. But anyway, it's a little about like this little character going on a bit of a journey. If you want to do all of the uh, you know extra puzzles, you can. Like each area, you have to do a certain number before you can kind of unlock the door to move on to the kind of like the next area. And then you know it's like if there's eight of these puzzles in this area, you have to do four to move on. So if you don't want to do all of them, you don't have to, but you can. I ended up doing all of them and 100%ed that game, got all the achievements and stuff in five hours without even really trying necessarily yeah. other than like, hey, I want to do all the puzzles. And by the time I get to the end, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. None of these achievements are hard. I just ended up just getting them by playing the game yeah. and doing all the puzzles. Yeah, but it was... it's got a really, really fun, just kind of cartoon art style to it and just a nice polished little five-hour game that's 
really really cool yeah yeah this looks really cool it's actually i actually had it on my wish list and forgot six bucks it's six bucks right now steam that's cheap tag on it i'm telling you i am telling you that steam deck thing has i absolutely and and was it was it you dennis that put something on twitter the other day about games on the switch or something like that and i replied to it i have literally not turned my switch on in oh yeah i remember getting that from you yeah like Two like three or four months. I I've had my Steam Deck yeah. since April, and I literally have not turned my Switch on since then. And if you uh, yeah. have a Steam Deck, why would you turn on your Switch unless it's a specific Nintendo yeah. game? I mean, and I yeah, I mean, and there's games that I would normally buy on Switch, like this Last Campfire or the one for that I went. Well, I'll just buy it on That's the right, Steam Deck, it. you know. And it's like, uh, I the Steam Deck has been so uh, the most surprising thing. I, I knew I would like it, but I'm very surprised by how much I liked it and how much I'd play it. Yeah. I mean, um, they're very successful with it to the point that they're expanding their production. Apparently, yeah. So. I mean, they've all they're on Q3, and I guess they're sending out more than they have the whole time. So, which is it's fantastic. I still can't believe they I got still mine won't that keep early. up. But you know, <laughs> no, I, I'm still surprised I got mine as early as I did because I mean, there's some people like. Uh, uh, game over Gregory and stuff that just got his the other day, and I'm like, I'm nobody, and I got mine the second, you know, the second yeah, wave, first think, part of the second wave. But yeah, you think like big, like you know, journalists and you know, personalities like him, especially, yeah. like, would get theirs early, if not, if not, and you know, before they officially launched, you know, like yeah. early, just hardware like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't, and it was. But I think he's not a PC person, though. Yeah. And also, I think someone That's else true. from his company it had it. But yeah, uh, Paris had it. Paris got it way early too. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I think I, the reason I got mine a little early too is I got the sixty-four gig version, where a lot of people were holding out for the five twelve, but. You just don't need it. Yeah, that's with a memory card. You just don't yeah. have it. You just don't need <laughs> yeah. it. I never use the onboard memory other than to install the the system stuff. That's it. So yeah, I, I would have been happy with the the base sixty four, which is the one that I had reordered. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, again, if you so long, the moment I heard expansion, I was like, okay, the rest that's irrelevant. Then, yeah. The other ones. I mean, I'm sure it's nice to have onboard storage that big, but again, it's it's not necessary because you can get just as much if not more with mm-hmm. you know a basic sd card so yeah that stupid thing oh my gosh but anyway so it started i don't know if it's going through my microphone but i hear fireworks now <laughs> yeah it's it's they've been they've been going off here too so i've been hearing them here too so uh, but anyways uh so so continue sorry <laughs> uh we already kind of talked about it earlier but eastward i also got uh from the steam sale and so we don't really need to bring that one up again. Uh, unless we really want to. Man, that Eastwood game sucks. No, it doesn't. It's not that it's a bad game. It's just a, I didn't vibe with it yeah. uh, the one time I played it. But I'll, I'll probably at least try it one more time just to see if I'm more in the mood. But, yeah, I don't know. When you got a lot to play, if you're not vibing with something, don't oh, stick with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a game called Ender Lilies from the Steam sale. That's because of what it looked like, and then also it has a bunch of badges of like, you know, like winner of this award and that award of stuff, yada yada yada. 
It's basically an indie uh, Metroidvania game that's also riffing on kind of like uh, from software vibe, so sort of like dark fantasy a little bit. And you get some lore through picking up and reading some items, not necessarily like in a FromSoft game where you'd have like weapons and things, but more like here's a book, you read the book, and then it goes into kind of like your notes section in your menu. And... The only thing that would keep it, that would make it better was if it also, if they'd have the budget to do kind of like voice acting or something with it, which they don't. It's all just like text popping up on screen for characters saying stuff. But it doesn't happen all super, super often. It's mostly, you'll get a cutscene for some of the major bosses, or you'll get like a little bit of like uh, dialogue popping up for some areas when you go into the game. But you play as like a little girl who's. Um, running around and you have these spirits that are with you that are kind of like your weapons and abilities and you get more by beating other bosses in the game mini bosses or big bosses whatever so your sword is the first spirit guy uh, with you and it's got unlimited uses but then you'll get other things that like you toss a thing that explodes and that only has you know 15 uses until it refills at your uh, bonfires which they're not bonfires in this game but for souls game parlance the bonfire right (laughs) Uh, they're benches in this game. So you sit at the bench and it recovers like health and recovers points for your abilities. There's also things like if you see a little white or red flower in the world and you hit it, it will give you some of that your uh, your magic points back or whatever for different things. Uh, you also have it does have kind of like the Souls Flask system where you have kind of like a magic thing where you heal yourself with it, but you only have so many uses of it before you have to recharge by sitting at a bench. But like a good Metroidvania, it has a very Metroidvania style map system in it where you just have kind of like rectangles and then each rectangle is either blue or orange depending on whether you found all the things in it or not. And then it has little like connecting lines that show you the different pathways and stuff. Hmm. And so it's like, oh, I know this one. Over here is, you know, blue, which means I haven't finished it yet. So I'm going to backtrack with my new ability and see if there's something in there I can get. Yeah. Very much that kind of a game. But yeah, it's got a really, really pretty art style and the animations are pretty smooth in it. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is the sound design. They could have had a, had better sound design in the game to make it feel more weighty or just punchy or just other things because it's very kind of light and chintzy sounding for lack of a word. It's not that it sounds bad, it's just none of the things feel weighty. So like when you're hitting things and then like the final hit where they die, it's all just kind of like a liquidy splash. It's just I think that if they'd had a different sound designer, it could have felt better. But you know, it's an indie game so you're only going to do so much. If you're judging it on like indie game levels, it's great. It's really fun. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, like if you like Metroidvania kind of games or and look at it and kind of like the trailer and what it looks like and stuff, it's worth worth picking up, I'd say. Yeah, I haven't finished months. it yet. I think I've played about five or six hours or so, and I'm not sure how far into it. I don't think it's supposed to be a super, super long game, but I've beat at least two or three major bosses based on the cutscenes that have popped up in my... Uh, what are they called? Memories. Memories, they call it. So you can look and you can replay them later if you want to like watch the cutscene again. Cool. That's all a bunch of the small games that I've been playing after uh, finishing Horizon Forbidden West since the like last time that we talked about games. So it's been a bit since I've actually finished it, but yeah. 
since I did like since I went from kind of like Elden Ring and then a couple of things and then Horizon Forbidden West like these big huge games it's like I've been doing a lot more smaller games after that Forbidden West is not as good as the first game hmm. overall hmm. like they made a whole bunch of strides for how it looks and lots of kind of uh, you know things for how it plays that smooths it out and everything, but the writing is not as good, and it's an example of a game or a story or you know a universe or whatever having a really cool setup and then not taking advantage of that. So kind of like the enemies faction of this game and kind of like who you're uh, going against and the overall like story of this game takes a back seat a lot of the time in favor of just all the open world stuff of like hey go here find these here uh, you're in a village hey can you go you know rescue my friend who got lost out in the woods or whatever like all that kind of stuff is all done pretty well but the overall kind of story of the game i don't think is as good as the first one because the enemies are super super cool and the idea behind like who you're fighting against and who you're going up against is so awesome that they don't use it, and it really was annoying. Hmm. By the time I got to the end, I was like, that's it? <laughs> it, it definitely had that feeling of like, wait, that's it? Wow. And it's and it's also that's doubly fortunate. that's it, because you've like defeated them. There's not really a way, I mean, I'm sure you could find some weird, goofy way to bring them back for a third game. Because there is kind of a setup for a third game for where they would go with it, but of it's... <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like, I don't at the end it's like, but... I don't care about that one as much because you didn't really do it well on this one. It feels like what they did is they took, like, here's the big formula for a game, like our open world game, and we're going to put some of the, like, smaller stories for all, like, the villages and the factions there into it, and they fleshed that way out, and then they kind of bolted on some of the overall story, at least that's how it felt like to me. Mm -hmm. And that was some of the, like, things where you look at it and you're like, but it's so cool. It's really cool sci-fi-y stuff that was, like, different. The stuff that was different from the first game got kind of second fiddle and did not get fleshed out as much as you would want it to or just didn't make up as much of a percentage of the game as you would want it to as here's all the same stuff you did in the first game just done slightly more polished way, like all the different, you know, robot dinosaurs and stuff were out there. All that was more what they focused on then kind of this section of the story that I thought would be really cool and it was a different part of the game and like it was only like maybe like 15% or something of the overall game you're like oh man I wanted more of that and you you kind of short shifted it and I was like but that was cool man <laughs> why yeah. didn't you get more that's <laughs> yeah, weird or for or another part of it where they have like they set up like an antagonist that's then like by the time they show up again, you're like, wait, I forgot <laughs> what was going on. Wait, <laughs> you're still in this game? I totally forgot because I just spent 20 hours doing something else. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> like like, it's almost like you're playing a Star Wars game where they set up Darth Vader as your main enemy, but then Darth Vader just disappears and no one even talks about him at all for a lot. And then like, then he shows back up later. Like someone's like, hey, yeah, you remember Darth Vader? Oh, yeah, sh crap, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that I hate when stories do that. Yeah. It's just kind of, part of it is, you know, part of it is just the type of game it is, right? It's a big open world game and you can right. get distracted doing a bunch of different things. 
But at certain points, I was just like, okay, I'm tired of doing that. I'm going to mainline some of the story for a bit and do a lot of it in a row. And even doing that, uh, especially at the end, I played like a big chunk of the end of that game, just kind of straight in the row, story mission to story mission to story mission. I was like, okay, it's cool, but I felt like it didn't quite get as far as I would have wanted them to based on how the first game was. Because the first game has so many cool moments in its story where you're like, oh, wow, and, you know, they had the potential to do that again in this game just in a different way, and they didn't do that fully. There's a few moments that are cool like that, but it just I don't think it was as successful in its story as the first game was, at least for me. It's not like it's a bad game. It's just like... I wish it was a little bit better. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And then also, I finished Tunic since the last time we kind of talked about what we've played. Oh, cool. I mean, I mean, I didn't get every absolute secret thing and play it 15 times like you can do to get every little hidden item or anything, but I did beat the uh, game in, like, the last... I ended up uh, doing the little thing where you don't fight the last boss. Oh. Almost by accident. I was like, oh, well, I'm almost oh, well. there. I'll just do the last thing, and then I'll be the, it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, after the the one boss that's fairly late in the game, that's kind of like you're on a tiny little platform fighting them, and they have a bunch of moves that are just like, hey, I'm going to shoot you with a shotgun, and then I'm going to like zip over here and then like smash you into all this thing, where it's just like... Took me so many attempts to beat that one, whereas most other bosses did not take that many times. I was just like, oh, I don't like this boss. So I was like, not looking forward to fighting any other ones past that that would be even harder. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, I don't have well, to. Those bosses get like so absurd. Um, but you know, there were times where I did have to use that. <laughs> that uh, what was it? In the options menu, basically the the oh, god yeah, mode the... thing. Basically, mm-hmm. I had to use it a couple times. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I did whatever is in there that makes you not do the stamina system like early on in that game because I hated how oh, the stamina okay. system yeah. worked. So it was just like, no, I can infinitely roll around and do whatever I want, and it's not going to yeah. matter. It's not going to penalize you, me for, oh no, you rolled a bunch now. You're going to get a whole bunch more damage because you were rolling. It's like, that's nah, not the kind of game I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But yeah, that was a neat little game. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Like, that's all. I like Tunic a lot. All right, Dennis. What have you been playing? You got quite the list. Uh, Good thing Eric's not here. You got quite the list. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's always competition between him and Uh, Let's just uh, delete a few of these. Oh, Dennis, you didn't play anything. That's weird. That is weird. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll try to sort of, uh, uh, I'll treat this like a game and try to speed run through it. Uh, (laughs) There's quite a bit here. Uh, But, but uh, one of the, one of the big ones though that come out within the last couple of weeks because it's been about three weeks maybe since we had the last podcast. Um, so there's there've been you know since yeah, we're in that games, summer season. Yeah. I mean it's been longer yeah. than that because the last podcast we did was all kind of about like uh, game conferences. Yeah, and stuff. Well, so we didn't really talk about what we were playing. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it was uh, four <laughs> weeks ago. So yeah, it's been it's been, yeah. Uh, it's been a hot yeah, minute. And, yeah, it's been, yeah very much so. And uh, you know with uh, you know the summer season being here, you know that's when all the that's when all the heavy hitters are coming out, right? So, uh, but one of the many uh, to come out um, that uh, I played within the last couple of weeks is uh, the Quarry. Now, the Quarry um, also made by the good folks over at Supermassive Games. Everyone's familiar with them at this point. They're responsible for Until Dawn and all the Dark Pictures games like Man of Medan and House of Ashes and 
little hope and many more to come <laughs> i don't know if you've seen their roadmap for uh what they have planned for dark pictures but it is a lot it's oh, okay. a lot so yeah uh so there's definitely there's like six more already like you know right ready to be developed uh which one's the next one though i don't know but uh <laughs> there's, there's a lot there's a lot on the way and uh but uh but yeah no the quarry the quarry was so fresh i loved it man the, the quarry was so the quarry is definitely the best thing they've done since until dawn um now, which one to say I like better? It's hard to say, only because you know they're obviously they're both horror and they both have their, you know, the typical, uh, you know, here are multiple characters that can live or die depending on how you how you play the game. Um, but it, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say because I loved Until Dawn and I loved uh, the Quarry, but they're two very different types of horror. Um, I'm, I'm trying how to say this without. Sp- spoiling it um but the quarry's sort of horror is more no pun intended but it's more campy well and that was that was what i was gonna say that's what i got from the commercial we've been we watch hulu and stuff like that you know and they literally yeah. showed a commercial for that at the beginning of every show we've watched it's and i we've we've been binging. this is why streaming services should not have ads if you can't do more than one ad right like, guys yeah well it's like we've been watching we've been binging bob's burgers so every 25 minutes it's you know they do a commercial or two at the beginning and it's been the quarry and i'm like man that game i don't care for horror games that much but that game looks like it is campy as crap and I think yeah. I would play it and laugh more playing it than I would be. Oh, this is so scary! You know, it's like <laughs> it, it's definitely. Um, I think one of the things I appreciated about it is that it's self-aware in a lot of ways, but not in a corny way, though. It it, it like it does make references. Like you see people all the time that that are just like, oh, so you know, oh, so this is like Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> you know, like they'll say stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, so they're, they're very self-aware and they do make a lot of. Um, uh, movie references and stuff like that uh but the cast is great the cast is great and it's really well acted um <laughs> well i'm not gonna say that either yeah, I, I kinda, it's not necessarily a spoiler it's more of a observation well i'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. where um david arquette who they promoted a lot with this game right mm. uh he's not in there that much and not because he dies or anything like it, it's just it's story-wise he kind of just goes away i don't know if it's become because you know they were just like okay well we can't use them too much that's most of our budget (laughs) yeah it might play into it a little bit yeah it could (laughs) possibly possibly you You never know know with things like that but that's always the first guess of like hey uh we've got this name we'll use it to promote it but we can only put it in so much otherwise uh we have no money to make the thing right right um, which is weird because they have such a great cast um, because uh, Justice Smith is also in there and uh, I always forget her name even though she's a great actress but um, there's the old lady that's from Insidious and so many other uh, horror films I think she's maybe even been in like uh, Conjuring she's in a lot of James Wan like movies honestly mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, she's in there she's great the old dude from Detroit Become Human he's in there uh, <laughs> from uh the the one that was in the wheelchair and uh uh one of the i'm just if i saw their names i would i would know who's who um just it just all kind of eludes me at the moment but um but uh one of the daughters from modern families in there and you know it's it's it just it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big cast and it's 
I, I mean, I, I loved it. At the end of the day, I loved it. But I think compared to Until Dawn, again, they're two very different types of horror. Right. Because Until Dawn is more a mix of, like, paranormal with sort of ritualistic stuff. Um, and the quarry... A little bit of, like, like slasher sound in there, but, too, I'd say, for Until yeah, Dawn. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I think, yeah. Definitely, and honestly, the quarry takes a lot of inspiration from slashers as well. As well, again, they take you know they do a lot of references to it, and uh, I mean, it's because slasher like that formula fits well for video games, I think, or at least does. the style yeah. that they're doing it makes it you know. Yeah, well, definitely, especially easily adaptable, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you have, uh, you know, because slashers always are notorious for having, like, here's a group of people. A lot of them are probably going to die, <laughs> you know, so right. you want to have that <laughs> cast of characters also that may or may not be disposable, depending on how you play, you know. Um, so, but I, I, at the end of it all, though, I loved it. My girlfriend and I, we couldn't put it down. It was it was an amazing game. It, it was it was really fantastic, and honestly, the best thing they've done since Until Dawn. Um, I think some people will prefer this, some people will prefer Until Dawn. Um, it just kind of depends on how your perception of horror is and how you prefer your horror. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's at the end of the day, though, it's another great game, super massive games, and the best thing they've done, I think, since Until Dawn, for sure. For sure, and definitely better than all the Dark Pictures games, even though I like those too, but definitely better than those too. Well, for uh, somebody that doesn't uh, play horror games, I've been real interested in it just by seeing the yeah. <laughs> advertisements for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I think, I think you'll have a good time with it because all the scares also, they don't feel cheap, um, and everything feels very tailored to you which i appreciate because there's a lot of games that are choose your own adventure games that are like this but they don't have that flexibility that super massive games does because they're very good i mean this is all they do really right Mm -hmm. so it's they're very good at this they specialize in this so but when you see other studios try to do their take on it whether you know regardless of the size of it um a lot of the times despite dialogue options and despite different paths they can still feel very scripted, you know. Um, but the, everything about the quarry, for the most part, maybe not everything, but for the most part, you never knew where it was going to go, right? And you never knew how people were going to die or how they were going to live, depending on those circumstances you found yourself in. So, um, it it was just really, it was just really well done. Everything felt very organic, um, and uh, yeah, it was just. It was awesome. <laughs> it was, I had a great time with it. Um, got now. I, I will say because this is a 2K release and not published by Bandai Namco. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, since 2K is one of the bigger companies that also, you know, I'm, everyone knows them. From, you know, Run. if not, you know, Rockstar and, and you know all stuff like that. The bigger stuff. You you know them because of their. All, all the sports games that they put out, right? Yeah. You know, all the all the NBAs and WBs and whatnot. So, um, so of course, you know, they went the Sony method, and they were like, "Look, if you want to upgrade to the Series X slash S version of the game, you need to pay an additional ten dollars." Now, here's the thing: they don't tell you that right away. So, I almost paid eighty dollars for this game, even though I refuse to pay that much for these sorts of games. Um, you know, because I, 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 $70 games are just crazy to me. Like, 60 is is the cap, unless we're talking collector's editions, then we can negotiate. 
but outside of that, you know, I'm not. Good I'm not thing you didn't grow up playing uh, video games in the '90s and loving role-playing games. Because oh, well, let me it. tell you yeah. something: seventy dollars is a drop in a bucket when you have to pay a hundred dollars yeah, for <laughs> Fantasy Star Four in 1988. I mean, it was or yeah. whatever year it was, '92, whatever. Yeah, yes, and, and those cartridges, man. Yeah, those cartridges—they were expensive. It just cracks me up because everybody's like seventy dollars. I'm like, dudes, I remember having to, you know, begging my mom, "I want Fantasy Star 4. Well, if you buy that, that's the only game I'm buying you for the next year because it's a hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, but that's a completely different time where it wasn't as standardized for what your game mm-hmm. was going to be because the, you know, the cartridges and stuff like that, or just the scope of it, even. Yeah, but yeah, no, I totally yeah. get and. I hate it when companies do that. It's like you almost you buy the Xbox One version and then realize that it's oh it's not the X and S version as well. You have right. to pay the extra ten dollars. It's like just right. just make it and all they one. Almost... They're backwards compatible. What difference does it make? Just charge me seventy dollars. Right. Don't charge yeah, you know, right. do that if you want to do and, it. And that's and that's the part that kills me, right? Is like you so you can upgrade but you can't downgrade it. And I know that sounds weird. But as someone who owns a one X, you know, and and you know, still sees value in it, even if it's just for being a Blu-ray right. player, you know. At this point, I want, I, I want that smart delivery, you right. know, and and so you can upgrade, but you can't downgrade. So I almost went with the deluxe edition, um, with uh, which uh, which is eighty, which is eighty dollars, right? And that comes with, uh, with everything: the Series X, S, and the one version. Um, as well as a bunch of bonuses as well. But thankfully what I found is, and they, it, it's down in the bundle because you don't see it separately. They try, that's how they try to get you. It's down in the bundle, but in the bundle you actually can buy the upgrades separately for only $10. And I was like, okay. Um, so that's what I ended up doing. So that way I saved myself $10 that way. And you still got bonus content because it, it, you got, because I, I pre-ordered it right. technically, even though it was like an hour before, but I had pre-ordered it and, uh, and got it that way. So I, it still came with all the deluxe edition content that were just pre-order bonuses. And right. I saved myself $10 out of it because I got the Xbox one version first, then paid the $10 upgrade. And then, uh, but still got all the bonuses that came in the deluxe edition and saved myself $10 by doing so. It, it's such an obnoxious, <laughs> you know, way now, to do this. What if you bought it physically? Oh, then that's, yeah, it's tough. You know, that, that's too bad. <laughs> well, know, I mean, but if it, I bought it physically, do I have to buy the Xbox One version to play it on my Xbox One, or will it go back and forth correct. between? Oh, no. Yeah. You, they're, they're, it's kind of like what they did, what Gearbox did with, uh, well, the gearbox is 2K, so yeah, it's kind of like what they did with uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands because that they almost got me with that too. Where there's two different versions digitally, you can do that, right? What I yeah. just said with the Quarry, but physically, you're either stuck with the Xbox One version or the Series X. Oh, S see, I didn't realize yeah. that. So, yep. Okay. Yep. So and now, unless again, now there is a physical version, the chaotic, the chaotic Great Edition um, with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That is same deal. 80 bucks, maybe 70, but $80, I think. And that one that does say on the box Xbox One and Xbox Series right. S and X. And I'm just like, why? Come, come on, why? So that means you have three physical copies in stores taking up shelf space. Yeah, you know what I mean? Make sense. You, it doesn't make sense, not even from a manufacturing level, because the amount of money that goes into making printing all those separate discs. Yeah. And then you got to pay stores for that space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In order to, to, to sell that. So, I, it, again, I'm just. It's baffling to me, 
you know, just have one disk, one SKU, smart delivery, call it a day. You know, if you want to have that upgrade function, fine, but make that an optional thing that you do digitally because the moment you start putting two, three, four, five separate SKUs in the store of the same game physically, mind you, right. things get out of hand. That's just ridiculous to me. And the same thing kind of happened with the Quarry. Um, where, you know, again, you had your Xbox One version, and you know, and this also applies to PS4 and PS5, but I'm just using Xbox as an example because that's what I played it on. But you have your, you know, your, your, uh, your, your previous-gen version and your current-gen version, and then you have the deluxe, you know, slash gold, slash whatever you want to call it at this point, um, that, have, that kind of encompasses all of it. So, again, minimum three different SKUs. For the same game. Four. <laughs> it's I'm just looking on GameStop's website right now. They have the PS4 version uh, for 59, okay. the PS5 version for for some reason 67, 62. I don't know why. And yeah, um, then they have the Xbox One version for 59, and then they have the Series X version for 69. Um, and then right below the Xbox One version, it says Xbox One Digital 79.99. <laughs> yeah oh my god see and then that's the one that's going to come with everything but it's like it's it's crazy to me just have the one physical copy keep it you know previous gen just to make it easier that way you already know it's working on your current platform since ps5 and xbox series x can more often than not well series x for sure but ps5 more more often than not can still play your ps4 games right. so that yes, way if I'm you want the upgrade next gen, next gen stuff right so. right but if you want that option then you just go to the go to the you know the PlayStation store or the Microsoft store and then just pay ten dollars for the for that upgrade and call it a day. But it's gonna confuse a lot of people and thank God I don't work at GameStop anymore. So I can just imagine the amount of people coming back just being like, yeah. Oh oh I thought this was the, 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 the Series X or the PS five version. It turns out I got the one for well, last gen instead. Can I swap it out? It's like sorry <laughs> That was like when I bought uh what was the, not the Call of Duty that just came out this year, but the Call of Duty that came out the first year on the when the series x first came out was that black ops black ops 2 i do not know that was either i don't yeah, I think remember. the most recent one is vanguard right that's the most recent one or i don't know i don't remember whatever whatever was the 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 call of duty that came out when the xbox call of duty chocolate sauce yeah i went to gamestop <laughs> because they had it on sale and I said, okay, I need the Series X version because they did the same thing. They had the Xbox One yeah. version, they had the Series X version, and the PS4 and the PS5 version. And I said, I need the Series X version. And the manager who was on duty said, this is the version you want. And I'm like, well, I need the one that works on Series X. And he literally yeah. sold it to me, and I came back, and I said, nope, this is the Xbox One version. I need the Series X version. I said, it's got to be $10 more. Oh, yeah, it's just, just like, oh, my gosh. It's not that hard, but at the same time, why? I mean, it's why not that I... hard, but it is that hard. Yeah. It's like you're introducing it... complexity that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, it doesn't right. need to be exactly. there. And we've, you know, I don't know. It's so, and, and here we are almost, what, two years, three years into it, and we're still, yeah. still doing it. It's like, good grief. But yeah. Well, it's partly because of how extended it's been from not yeah. being able to, you know, get them. It's almost like it's been one year for right. previous console generations, yeah. except yeah, because we can't get them. It's hey, we still know that this is fairly new for a lot of people, so right. whatever. Yeah, which is why yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony's still going to support the PlayStation Four for three more years. Um. 
it's it's crazy but um, yeah, but anyway but yeah, anyways yeah. long you know but after you know going through that that whole headache we did get the game and it was it was a great game so you know and i'm 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 very happy with it and uh we had a great time with it and uh i i do want to play it a minimum of two more times um i might play it three more times but i do want to play it a minimum of two more times because after you play the game and beat the game the first time around that's when you unlock um the movie mode and you can choose mm-hmm. Uh, whether everyone lives or everyone dies, but then the third option is called the director's cut, where you, right away, can choose how you want the story to go before you even start it. So you can choose right away who want, who you want to live, and and who you want to kill right away. <laughs> um, so and then you just watch it play out that way. Um, so that's that's really cool versus you know playing the game normally, and then just kind of making your choices and some might be good choices, some might be accidental bad choices. You know, yeah, yeah. so um, and seeing how it plays out that way. But yeah, you can sort of um, uh, predetermine uh, with the director's cut, which is really really cool. So, uh, but yeah, minimum I want to play two more times because I do want to see the uh, the outcome of when everybody lives and then when everybody dies. Um, I think that'd be really really cool because uh, you know just with so many different routes and how these stories play out it's just always interesting because that's always going in the back of my head right when somebody dies and especially later down the line especially if it's an important character that sort of keep is like the glue for everyone and then you lose them and it's just like ooh, i wonder if things would have been different if they were still around you know yeah. um, so yeah what would happen if everybody dies in the first act and then like the killer is just like oh well, what do we do now? Yeah, well, board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just turn on the TV, put the legs up on the table, and yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. We got any snacks in here? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Jim. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I accidentally killed them all. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 early work day. So, <laughs> like, I keep telling you, man, you need to savor it. You know, take your time. No, <laughs> <laughs> man, I just get so excited, man. I just I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, the quarry is the quarry is awesome. So if you like those types of games, highly, highly, highly recommend it. I mean, if you're even if you're not big into to horror, um, like like you are, John, yeah. it's, it's I still think you would get some enjoyment out of it. It, um, it again, looks it's, like it's a fun a game. Good story. Yeah, it just looks yeah. fun. So. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, in addition to that, I've been playing uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, um, and on the flip side, this game is. Uh, there's there's not much of of one because there's just very very little content. There. That's not I mean, what I was <laughs> expecting you to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean it it feels like I've played I played early access titles uh, that are were in alpha that have more content. You know um it, it's it's you only have ten characters to choose from, eight of which at any point you'll see out on the field because it's a it's a four v four. However, that's in terms of team sort of uh, uh, placement, right? Mm. But when you're online or local, actually, no, local, I think you can still do four. But when you're online, it's mandatory 2v2, right? So you can't go 1v1 unless, you know, you're doing a sort of like singles cup, which is very hard to, for some reason to, to enable. Um, otherwise, it's it's mandatory two v two always, and more often than not, people don't. And never mind that they don't know what they're doing. It's almost like they don't care. There's no participation, right? And with how frenetic everything is, very little do you see yourself having the ball for more than two seconds at a time. 
And t that's me being nice, two seconds. More often than not, it's only a second before you have to either pass it or you just get tackled. And, and the, the fields themselves aren't big enough to accommodate for all that craziness. Yes, it's only eight people out on the field versus, you know, however much is typically out on a, on a normal soccer field. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's just not, with, with all the variations in sizes, you know, because obviously, you know, someone like Bowser is going to be very bigger than someone like Toad, right? right? Like, um, but, but the fields themselves don't change. So it, it's this weird sort of, you know, mix up of, of, of sizes in this very cramped uh, 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 field that just feels, it's just, it's, it's, I can't even say there's too much going on because even in terms of, you do have items that sort of get thrown on the field um, on occasion. Sometimes people in the audience get excited. They'll throw little uh, blocks on the field and you get an item. Um, and then you can use those items as if things aren't crazy enough. You can use those items to, you know, like, have a have an explosion, you know, or just knock people down, and um, you know, then you have your specials on top of that, the hyper strikes they call them, which uh, those are probably the best part, honestly, because admittedly the animations in this game are fantastic, like they're really really great the animations, um, so it's it's great to watch, it's great to look at, but playing, but when you're playing it, man, you're you're done after like two or three rounds at a time, um, uh, after two three rounds at a time. So uh, it's, it's, you can see, let me put it this way. I don't know if you guys tried out the beta at all, but, or not the beta, but the network test um, that happened like a week or two before the game came out. Um, but what you see is what you get. I mean, basically when you turn on the game, that main menu has four modes, one of which isn't even really a mode, four modes. You have a, uh, you have a, God, what do they call it? Just let me just put it this way: You have your your regular uh, singles cup, right? Which is just your standard online uh, battles. You have a tournament cup, which is predictably you go through a tournament, right? You go through a bracket. You start off with like four teams, then it becomes, you know, two teams, then it becomes you know the winner, so on and so forth. So, um, but and then the third option is. Uh, oh, the seasonal stuff. Seasonal stuff, which I, wasn't even available for the first week that game came out. Uh, so, really, you were limited to those two options. And the fourth uh, mode, again, isn't even really a mode, because that's just your gear setting. So that's where you go and you can equip different types of gear to different characters, and that'll uh, change their stats. And every type of gear, there's only six, maybe eight different gear types. I think eight eight different gear types, and they all sort of prioritize certain stats, right? So one will prioritize speed, one will prioritize defense, another one will prioritize uh, technicality, um, and all of those will sort of um, they'll give you different attributes depending on what it is that you're increasing, right? So uh, maybe you can tackle harder, maybe you can uh, pass easier without it being intercepted, um, so on and so forth. So but yeah, it's not much. You get maybe four or five different stadiums to play in, ten characters, and uh, four modes. Only three of which are actually functional. Mm. And then that's it, man. I mean, that's you know, and this is sixty dollars for what? Wow. You know, like this is they for designed that this Nintendo one... license. That's yeah. about it. I... It says Mario on it. <laughs> it does. It does. But like this could have very easily been a, and I think it would have been more successful 
successful and more palatable as a free-to-play title with microtransactions in there because just when you look at how this game is set up, it feels like a free-to-play. It feels like a mobile game. You know, just the way it's designed with its few characters and then the gear and the coins and the progression. There's no, there's very little motivation to progress because none of it means anything. You get these coins, but you can unlock all the gear in no time flat. So then you have all this leftover, these leftover coins that do nothing. They do nothing. And you can customize, thankfully, which is probably one of my favorite parts of the game, you can actually customize a stadium. But those are separate tokens, so you need stadium tokens for that. You don't even use the regular coins for that. So then the coins are just sitting there, and they're accumulating, because every time you you know play a match, win or lose, you're going to get coins. Um, you have... It sounds like something that if they had developed it more, it would be a way to convert that. Like, hey, you, if you get 100 regular coins, you can get a stadium coin or something, right? Yeah. But yeah, because something like it's that. so bare bones, yeah. that's not there. Yeah, it's not. It's unfortunate, and you know, I was really looking forward to this one because I remember as a kid, especially playing Super Mario, Super Mario Strikers, regular Mario Strikers on GameCube, and for hours and hours and hours at a time with my brother and my friends that would come over, and that was the game we played for months at a time, if not years, and then we didn't get another Mario Strikers until uh, the Wii came out, right? So you got mm-hmm. Mario Strikers charged, I believe, and then Wii U didn't have one. So it had been a very long time, and now here we are with uh, Battle League, and for what? You know, I mean, this is this was one of the Mario spinoff sports titles that people were asking for for a long time, outside of Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. Obviously, those are the usually the most requested ones, but um, but this one would come in third place, definitely more than you know. Uh, uh, sluggers, you know the baseball one that they had, and uh, and uh, then they had like a like a all star one where they had just sort of a bunch of little various mini games uh, of varying sports. Uh, that, I think that was on the 3ds. But like we haven't seen Strikers in forever, and then here we are, and this is what we get. And it's sad because this is, I feel like this this is just in in line with I don't even know why I'm surprised because at this point it just feels like. This is just what they've been doing lately with a lot of these spin-offs games. Because tennis was like this too. Mario Tennis Aces was was fine. It's definitely better than Strikers, but it, it was fine. But it definitely didn't have that oomph that the that the GameCube one did, and certainly not right. the N64 one before that. You know, and this one uh, and then the one on the Wii U Ultra Trash we call that one. Uh, <laughs> that one was a mess. Like the what that game was on Wii U Ultra Smash uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Is to the Wii U what Battle League is to Switch, and it's so unfortunate to say that, man, because this game is beautiful and the animations are fantastic. But I feel like that's where all the bu- all the budget went, you know, mm. because when you see the animations and the introductions and the the victory laps and then the um, you know what they look like when they lose and stuff like that, it's all so well done. There's so much personality there. It's it's a beautiful looking game, but gameplay wise, the core mechanics and the functionality of this game, it's not. You know, it's just there's very little enjoyment, um, mm. and it's you know really sad saying that you know, especially as I was writing the review on this, and uh, you know, at, at first when I, you know, again before the game came out, I was looking forward to it, but then as they showed more, I was just like, ah, this is looking a little empty. Then I played the network test, and I was like, mm. I was still a little worried, and uh, as I was writing the review, I gave it sort of a so-so. Um, but then by the end of my review, I realized, especially after, you know, going through the draft a couple times, I ended up just having to give it, you know, just a, a negative, 
a negative review. I, I, you know, and so I just like I'm sorry. I just I can't recommend that game. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd be very angry yeah, if I spent sixty bucks on that game. Very angry. That's too bad. Yeah, because I I think this game does have promise, but I think and they do say they're planning updates, but again, this is a, it. I think it's too little, too late. And you know, right out the gate, if this is what you're offering, I don't have any particular hope for the, the future. You know, and uh, and you should have just kept it, you know, uh, under wraps for a bit until you were ready to release something that was worth the money. Because this is just—I mean, really, it's 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 upsetting. It's upsetting. That's that's the best way to explain it. Is it's just upsetting without spending too much more time on it. It's upsetting. So, um, but uh, but yeah, but after that, um, a much better game much better game that I, I that has been very difficult for me to put down um frenetic but a, a controlled chaos is a better way to put it <laughs> um is uh neon white oh neon white oh my god uh, neon white i've been playing that on the switch as well and uh you know for a game like that you would think that that game would not work on the consoles period never mind the switch because uh, i was like i was a little worried at first because i got invited to a preview event Annapurna uh, invited me to uh speak to ben esposito the developer and the creator of the game hmm. um also the mind behind donut county and what remains of edith finch um uh, probably back in march actually this is a while ago and uh joined them got to speak to him and got to see the game a little bit and it was all running on pc and the game uh, looked beautiful at the time very stylistic and um, uh definitely fast paced but i was like games like these speed running games games like this ghost runner super cloud build uh, severed steel stuff like that you need keyboard mouse man there's no other way to play i don't want to you know the controller does not is not suitable i don't care if you put the 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 you know the sensitivity on high. I just I can't sit there. I, I need I need pinpoint accuracy. Right. You know, and like pinpoint precision. Actually, never mind accuracy. Precision. You know, with games like these, to to you know, if you're going to be platforming, part doing a bunch of parkour and speedrunning your way to the end of a goal, especially when it you know uh, incentivizes that. You want to go faster. You want to go faster. It beats your own times. You want that replayability. You want those time trials. Stuff like Mirror's Edge, but on crack, basically. Right. So. Um, so uh, uh, but I was like, I don't know how is this going to work. <laughs> Surprisingly, and like it only took like maybe two levels, and these are short levels. We're talking like maybe like thirty seconds a piece. Like they, you know. But the reason why they're so short is because they want you to replay them. They want you to go faster and faster and faster. Right. And I don't move on to the next level until I get a platinum rating into that. There's three different ratings. You get silver, gold, and platinum. And I don't move on until I get platinum. So let's just say even though these levels are thirty seconds long, you're you could spend five, ten minutes on one level just if you're still trying to beat, you know, your time. So, uh, you know, let's just say, you know, for a basic bronze, it's like, you know, well, 30 seconds, you know, and then if you want to get a silver, 25 seconds. You want to get gold, 20 seconds. If you want to get platinum, 18 seconds, you know, let's just say. Um, but it's so well designed that there's so many shortcuts also. Uh, well, not so many, but if you're... If you can be clever enough and look around enough, uh, you can easily get platinum ratings on just about everything. The controls feel super tight, and on the Switch, I was surprised. Um, whether you're using gyro controls or not, um, man, it's it's like it's slick. It's it feels great, and I was surprised because, you know, and Ben Esposito, he did say this where he's like, look, 
when we were making the Switch port, because we really wanted this to be on Switch, you know, our initial thought was like, look, this has to feel just the same as PC. We don't want it to feel like the console version. Like, no, this, there's only one neon white. That's it. No matter where you're playing it, we want you to. We want to give you the neon white experience. We're not going to give you the neon white, the PC neon white. That's not going to happen, you know. Right. And they made it work. I mean, I, the amount of fine tuning they must have gone through. It feels fantastic. I mean, really, for a game that's this fast. Because I mean, I've played even stuff like Ghost Runner on Switch. Don't ever play Ghost Runner on Switch, and, and not because it doesn't even look like that game is surprisingly beautiful. Because that game is beautiful if you've seen Ghost Runner, but on switch uh even though it still looks good and it has nothing to do with even the lack of frames because i think it's in 30 frames instead of 60 frames again it's that's still fine for ghost runner believe it or not the problem comes down to the controls you do not move quick enough you don't have the way the buttons are spaced out there's just not enough it's not ergonomic enough to accommodate for the reactionary time and responses that you need to have for a game like that versus a keyboard mouse um but Neon White, man, they nailed it. I mean, I, I can't recommend this game enough. It's fast-paced. It's great. The story's fantastic. Um, the, the art style is, well, that's a Jeff's kiss right there. You know, it's, it's all just so, so good. And it's, it's more than just those levels, too. Because even when you're not playing those levels, you're going through this awesome sort of visual novel-type format game. But then when you're not doing that, you go into this hub world that's basically, it's called Central Heaven, because that's where you are. You're in heaven. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you can choose where you want to go. You can go to the cathedral. You can go to your room. You can go to, uh, uh, you know, an office. You can go to the beach. Um, uh, just, a, you know, a sort of a lunch area. You can go to all these certain places. I mean, you won't walk in like a third-person perspective or anything or first-person perspective. You're just kind of clicking, you know, where you want to go, almost like in a point-and-click way. Right. But, um, but it's 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 awesome. Just the amount of content there, the story, the lore, the and it's so well written. I mean, and this game is just oh, fantastic. So whether you decide to get it on PC or Switch, you're getting the same experience on both. It's 60 frames no matter what, and it's uh, uh, native resolution no matter what. And, uh, yeah, the biggest difference is they changed. Um, the assets look a little different on Switch, because I do remember Ben Esposito saying that the Switch version of the game uh, they actually had to remake a lot of their assets in order for it to run well uh on the switch which is weird because when you look at the game it doesn't look particularly demanding you know uh you know because even the pc version again it's it's a pretty game but it but stylistically speaking you know i mean the words are not this isn't photorealistic this isn't horizon <laughs> you know right yeah. West, so you know so uh so it's it's weird they had to do that but uh but they really wanted to just you know nail it down and make sure everything ran as fluid as possible they were not settling for anything less than 60 frames and they got it they got it and it's comparable in every way shape or you know shape and form and it's it's wow i mean it's i can't recommend you on white enough i mean it is probably i would put it on my top 10 for this year honestly um so you know when we do that top 10 you know at the end of the year uh don't be surprised if you see it on there because right now i would say it's i would say it's on my top 10 for this year for sure um but uh, but yeah, um, continuing on. Also on the Switch, a uh, new game that came out recently is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Been playing a lot of that. Um, I I love the Warriors games. I I don't I don't care what 
word comes before it. If I see warriors, I'm in. <laughs> you know, so I just, I don't get a Fire Emblem, One Piece, uh, you know, the, uh, Dynasty, you know, Samurai. I, I, that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter to me. If I see warriors, I'm in, you know. Uh, so, uh, and as you would expect, it is a warriors game, uh, you know, so, you know, no surprise there. Hmm. So it plays identically, but man, they... This one, this is arguably one of the best Warriors games, if not the best Warrior game they've ever done. And that's saying a lot, because I love Hyrule Warriors, too. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I say that is because this feels like a genuine Fire Emblem game. The only difference is when you go into battle, the, uh, instead of a strategy RPG, you're getting a hack and slash. You know, that's the only real difference. Otherwise, it feels like a genuine Fire Emblem experience. I mean, you're walking around this camp, you were walking around the school for a little bit, um, and... Uh, it's you know you still have those you know the three houses except now they're you know they're three hopes it's it's a is it a sequel i think it's a sequel uh, i think it's kind of like a semi-sequel to to three houses i'm not sure it feels that way anyway maybe uh... um it, it definitely feels that way um but just with how the story goes because uh, they, they do time skip a bit but um but yeah and you know you get to play um as your own character again you know you played byleth and uh fire emblem uh, three houses, but in this one, you get to play as a uh, as a mercenary uh, whose name you give, and you can choose once again between uh, male or female uh, avatars. And yeah, it's 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 awesome, and the animations and the cutscenes are great. Runs uh, really good, uh, which which is which is saying something. Cause most warrior games on the Switch, you know, they tend yeah. to. I don't want to. I don't want to say they struggle, but they're very choppy. Yeah. You know, they're not very stable. You know, one second they'll be, you know, 40 frames, then they'll drop down to like 28, then they'll be up to like 36, and then 30 again. I mean, they're all over the place. Those frames. Um, but this one's surprisingly stable, and, uh, and yeah, it's great. I mean, if you love Fire Emblem, there's no reason not to get this. I mean, this game is fantastic. It is another Fire Emblem game. It feels like a sequel. Though again, the only difference, you're doing all the same things. You're doing the the romantic stuff. You're doing the uh, you know the, the upgrades you're doing the teams you're doing the the honestly even the strategy is still kind of there because when you're out in the field if you open up the map really quick you can actually designate um where you want your uh, uh you know where you want the warriors to go so you know you can have them actually just go and take care of other camps for you while you focus on maybe a main quest or another side quest uh, you can have them defend you um yeah, and just so many options that, you know, it, it does kind of feel that way, too, because the map is set up like a grid system, too, almost like if it was a strategy RPG. And then you just choose where you want them to go, and, and, and they're very smart, too. The AI is really good. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, you can switch on the... Cool. So you, don't, so you don't always have to play as the mercenary. You can uh, switch over, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, Dorothea <clears throat> or, you know, or, or uh, yeah, just all of them. You know, uh, you know Lucas and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, I, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's the best Warriors game to come out in a very long time, if not the best Warriors game. Um, top three, easy, yeah. and especially in terms of licensed stuff. Um, and yeah, it feels very authentic. It is. It feels like a Fire Emblem experience, except again, instead of a strategy RPG, it's a hack and slap. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. it's awesome. So yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, in addition to uh, that, though, um, I have been playing um, 
uh, on my PC, played a little horror game I got that I got sent a while back, um, but just recently played it called Janitor Bleeds. Um, that one is an interesting one because that one's definitely more of a when you look at it, it looks very retro because it's kind of got low poly, uh, low low polygonal graphics, um, but it's unique. You go into this arcade, and uh, I can't remember why. Um, I think it might just be because. You want to get the high score, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think it was either either you used to work there, maybe you're a reporter. I don't remember exactly what your main character's doing there, but either way, you're there, and um, you've been hearing about this arcade game called Janitor Bleeds um, that has been messing with people's minds. And you play the game a little bit. It's very unique how it's done because at first I thought you were just playing this game with how it looked, but no, you're actually moving around this gigantic arcade type environment, and uh, and it's it's really surprisingly detailed and diverse, and just all the rooms you go into, and uh, it's a couple hours long, um, at just the right length, honestly, for what it should be. And so yeah, you're going to be going back and forth between this sort of survival horror experience um, and playing this arcade game and while you're playing the arcade game things start to happen in the real world so i didn't notice this at first but i started to notice as you know the layouts of the game were kind of the similar of the layouts of the rooms within the building you were in so let's just say you know and once you're in the arcade game of janitor bleeds you know you use the you know left mouse button to to clean up a, a certain mess that was blocking a door and then once you get out of the game you look over to your right and then there it is now you have access to that doorway you can go into the room over you know in the arcade uh, before you couldn't because there was all the stuff in the way right but because you cleaned it up in the game in the real world now it's cleaned up too you know so it's, it's really cool how it intersects like that um or overlaps as well so um but yeah, and then all this crazy stuff starts happening, and then there's this crazy glitchy monster that you see, and uh, it's it's unnerving, honestly. That mm-hmm. game. I mean, for something that's very you know uh, very indie and very low budget, they made it work. They made every single cent count <laughs> for a game like that, you know. And uh, and I appreciate it. It feels very uh, uh, I don't want to say fresh, but it feels very uh, polished for what it is. And you know they. They, they were definitely passionate about what they were making, you know, and they, they made something that I think definitely stands out because we've been seeing a lot more of these games lately, these sort of low polygonal PS1 graphic type games. Um, it's become an art, an art form into its own, and I, I, I love them. I, I love, you know, where the sort of indie scene has been going with that. Um, but this one definitely sticks out for sure. Uh, um, amongst all of them, and uh, yeah, it, it's great. The controls are simple. It feels fair so far. I'm at a part right now where it is difficult, but yeah, I don't. It's not, you know, a make or break part of the game. You know, I think it's just mm-hmm. something that you just have to try a couple times, do, do some trial and error, and then you'll, you know, you eventually pass it. But, um, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Really enjoying what I've been. Uh, uh, playing so far again. It's not a long game. I'm pretty much at the end, um, but uh, but yeah, I recommend that one if you're looking for just a nice indie uh, retro horror experience. It's awesome. Uh, 
but uh but yeah uh, in addition to that um been playing uh ai the somnium files uh, this is a game made by the good folks uh behind zero escape so immediately i'm clicking with it mm-hmm. you know and uh because I, I love those games so much it's some of my favorite games of all time and uh, but this one's more detective heavy so you're going to be looking around and uh you're going to be going into people's dreams to try to uncover certain information and then in the real world you know you're just you know you're going from you know for case to case and uh you know crime scene to crime scene and uh sort of doing a sort of like a Detroit become human sort of thing where you're just kind of scanning the environment you have a special eye um called Iba mm-hmm. and uh and and she's really funny she's really cool and sometimes the eye will pop out you know and make this sort of digimon looking form you know she has a human form as well but otherwise you know when she pops out of this dude's eye you know he's just kind of like looking around with one eye like this uh uh you know she's this cute little digimon looking thing and uh uh but yeah the dialogue is just super well written which is to be expected because the zero escape games for anyone who's played that those are brilliant games um but yeah they're usually escape room games very puzzle heavy this this is also very puzzle heavy but not so much escape room you know you're not on the verge of death uh but the puzzles are very much still there the dialogue is super well written it's dialogue heavy as well so you know expect something like a visual novel but definitely with more um you know panache to it so um and finesse so uh because you know but eventually because eventually you can you know walk around sort of in this third por- uh, person sort of uh perspective and uh it's really neat it's really, really neat. I love it. And uh, they, the new one just came out last week. I did get it on PC. Actually, I did not get it on Switch this time. And uh, But, yeah, I've been playing the Switch version because I wanted to um, just kind of go back into this, refresh my memory, and uh, you know, give it the proper time of day before I jump into the, the second one. Because, again, I love the Zero Escape games. And, and if you love those games, you're going to love these. Um, even though they are slightly different, but the vibe is still there. And, again, the, it's just so well written. And the stories are just fantastic. So, uh, so yeah. Then you know. But once I'm done with this, then I'll jump into um, you know Nirvana Initiative, which is the new one. And then uh, so yeah, I'll talk about that in the future uh, in a future podcast. So, mm, cool. uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of puzzles, um, I played and beat the Turing Test uh, on Xbox um, a couple days ago. I got this game years ago on PC. Played it, loved it. Never beat it though. Um, it was just one of those games that just kind of fell out of after a while. Uh, and at the time, I remember thinking it was just so incredibly difficult, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if I just got, like, you know, galaxy brain over the last couple of years or what, but I was <laughs> running through this thing. <laughs> like, I ran through this thing like it was nothing. I mean, there were a couple levels where, like, I was, like, you know, I was definitely stomped. I never had to look anything up. For the most part, I was just kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Or that, that, that. Okay, cool. Um, it's interesting, though, because for something called the Turing test, you would expect you know, uh, as a Turing test is, you know, a, a human versus a computer. And there's an element of that, narratively speaking, but puzzle-wise, what you're going through definitely feels more like Cube. Um, if, if anyone is familiar, with, uh, you, know, of, of, you know, with Cube. I don't want to say Portal, because it's not really like Portal, but it, right. more like Cube. Um, so, and Cube is brilliant as well. Please play that if you haven't, and you love puzzle games. But, um but yeah, played the Turing test, beat that in a couple hours on Xbox, and then uh, I was only missing one achievement, so I, I got that, thankfully. It's just I, I just missed like a little optional thing um, in the beginning of the game uh, somehow. But uh, but yeah, I got the Platinum slash 1,000 games score on that, and uh, yeah, 
great game. Um, it's from Square Enix's um, uh, collective uh, thing that they do, where they publish indie games. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's great. That that game still holds up, like graphically, like because it's not optimized for Series X S at all. Um, but you know, it looked fantastic. You know, playing it still, and uh, yeah. But I remember it looking pretty good on. on on PC too, but yeah, the game holds up well. Uh, the story won't blow you away, but it's 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 good for what it is, and um, yeah, I mean it's a solid solid puzzle game. Highly recommend it, uh, and it goes on sale all the time. You see it on sale on Switch all the time for like three bucks. That probably the same thing happens on PC, if not cheaper, probably. Yeah. So probably in a bundle too, you can get one. So um, yeah, highly recommend Turing Test. Great, played that on Xbox recently. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but uh, again, speaking of puzzle games, the Godfather, I think, of all puzzle games, uh, recently came out um, on the Switch, and my girlfriend surprised me with that. I didn't I, because the direct happened, the Nintendo direct happened, uh, which we'll get to the news of that. Uh, what was that last? Was it last Thursday or something like that? Uh, something like that. Yeah, it was. It was one day last week, twenty eighth, I guess. Twenty eighth. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so a couple of days ago, almost a week ago, and uh, and yeah, one of the surprise announcements was Portal Companion Collection, which we knew was coming, but the announcement for that particular direct a couple of days ago was that it was releasing that day, right? Yeah. So, uh, but it was really early in the morning. It was six a.m. Pacific time, and uh, you know I I wasn't prepared to get up that early for a mini, you know, you know for for the E three direct, sure, <laughs> but yeah. for a mini, not that. So. Uh, so, but I was surprised that when I woke up, you know, the, my girlfriend surprised me with, uh, you know, the uh, I, I just noticed, you know, Portal One and Two was installed on my Switch. So I was like, <laughs> all right, awesome. uh, I was super excited, and I've been playing that like crazy. Um, and uh, I was actually playing some Portal Two before we got on the uh, on the podcast today. And uh, uh, yeah, beat Portal One, and, and I mean, Portal One, I didn't remember. I never remembered it being that short. That game was surprisingly was a very short. short yeah, 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 it really yeah. was. Yeah. Like I beat it in, in I think my total playtime was like two hours and a couple minutes. Yeah, like especially that. if you've like, already played it and aren't having to struggle with figuring out how yeah. to do any of the puzzles, you can go through that game very fast. Yeah, right? yeah. And to be fair, I've played these games. This must have been the fortieth time I've played this game. You know, like I, I love those games. I love Portal. I really do. They're some of my favorite games of all time. And uh, you know, I mean, I at some point I want to get Portal. Tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, but I would like to have more tattoos. Portal's on so. the list of, hey, we can't count to three games from Valve. So. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> one day, though, hopefully one day, but maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, it runs and looks great on the Switch, man. Like, I was surprised. Like, I mean, well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. It's a very old game. But... It feels enhanced. Like if like the shading looks better, the reflections look so much better. I mean, and it's it's crisp on the Switch, both in handheld and on TV. It's definitely native, for sure. 1080p or 720 in handheld, and it's it's so crisp. The game looks beautiful, running slick, 60 frames per second, uh, with no budging at all. I mean, the optimization is really on point uh, with this. Uh, not only that, but the bonuses that they've added have been really awesome. They have bonus levels, but also um, de- developer commentary, uh, which I enjoyed listening to um, as I was giving it a second playthrough already uh, for the first Portal. And uh, and yeah, but yeah, I mean, so I'm almost done with Portal 2 now. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know just as great as I remember it, you know, and I'll never not remember it being phenomenal you know and uh yeah no portals 
it's it's Portal, man. You know, Portal was so influential to the puzzle genre. I mean, now that is the game now that every time you see something that is even remotely related to some sort of dimension shifting, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, it's sort of like Portal. You know, yeah. it's kind of like it, it did that with puzzle games, kind of like what the Souls games did for, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know, what would you put them under? Action games? RPGs, maybe? Something like that? What would you they say about have that? elements of all of those. You could feel yeah. like Zelda games like this. Yeah. That's true, yeah. That's, well, <laughs> that's, that's kind true. of like yeah, his, so... one of his inspirations for them. So, like, yeah, they have yeah. elements from a lot of things and then sort of their own unique things uh, about yeah. them that they've developed from game to game to game, too. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, some of them so, yeah, are I mean, more actually than others. Like, some of them are a lot more that's... methodical, like the, you know, Dark Souls or something. And then you got, like, Bloodborne yeah. that's kind of similar but faster. And then you have... Uh, you know, like Sekiro, that's a completely different kind of things, uh, combat wise. So it's definitely more focused on action. But yeah, like they have their different flavors. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, just with how influential those have been, they've become sort of the template for their respective genres, right? So, like you were saying, it's just like you know, people are just like, oh, it's like Zelda. Oh, it's a Souls like, you know, oh, yeah, that's like Portal. I mean, that's you know, it 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 is on the Mount Rushmore of that genre, basically, you know, so, uh, so yeah, but it's, you know, still incredible as always. And uh, I love Portal. The humor still to this day holds up. It's still fantastic. Uh, oh man, and, uh, like GLaDOS is so scathingly sarcastic. It's so good. Yeah, she's, yeah, no, GLaDOS is great. GLaDOS is great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, because it, it's, there's a lot of, like, dark humor to it but it's it's so good it's all so brilliantly written and cleverly done and uh and yeah and everything with cave johnson too it's, it's just hilarious <laughs> oh yeah like the but, second game was definitely a, an upgrade in terms of okay we actually are going to write a lot more of a story yeah. for it versus just there's a little bit of a story in portal one but it's more just about the personality of this AI that's talking to you as you're going through all these tests, and then there's like environmental yeah. storytelling, but they have more of the, oh hey, this is a thing. Let's make a real like uh, you know more cinematic kind of a story plus all yeah. the puzzles into. Yeah. And then man, you get like <laughs> freaking J.K. Simmons to be <laughs> the voice of one of your characters. This is gonna be awesome. Like he's yeah. so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him and then uh, Stephen Merchant, Merchant also. as yeah, yeah. as we, we yeah, so good, so good. Uh, it's just been nonstop uh, uh, laughs and just smiles, really, just playing that game. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's another game that makes you realize that like comedy and video games is hard. So good comedic video games don't happen all that often, but when no, they do, yeah. man, they're yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, so now we're going more on the racing side of things. So, uh, recently, and as in recently, I mean last night, uh, I played a little bit of the closed beta, finally, because I got invited to it, finally, of, uh, Disney Speedstorm, because uh, I wanted to try that. The new, uh, it's going to be a free-to-play game by Gameloft, and, and most people probably know them from doing, uh, the Asphalt games. Now, those games are, if you've never played those games, they're, they're, oh my god, they're high-octane, like, action-packed racing games um i mean you are going fast in those games they're, but they're fantastic games the most important part i think of those games isn't just the fact that they look cool and they play great but it's that they control so good like they are what you expect from an arcade racer like down to a t um 
and they just make it feel fantastic. And Disney Speedstorm is no different. It feels and controls exactly like those games, except it has a Disney sort of skin on it. And uh, yeah, the UI is fantastic. They don't have they don't let you play with too many characters at the moment. Um, I've played with Mickey Mouse, Hercules, uh, Jack Sparrow, and Elizabeth Shaw, and uh, yeah, that's it. But uh, it's really cool. It's like surprisingly in depth. You can, without being too complex or confusing, um, you get these little chips. Also, they call it, and those you can add to your sort of uh, crew, uh, your race crew. And what they do is they sort of act as sort of uh, uh, you know enhancements to your overall uh, character uh, stats. So, which is really really cool. So let's just mm-hmm. say um, you know like uh, not Donald Duck, but uh, you know let's just say. Uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, so, uh, and, uh, you know, you'll get a chip for him uh, or Minnie Mouse, right? And then you can apply them to, you know, whichever character uh, you would like. And then you can get, let's just say, either a speed boost or, you know, a, you know, a drifting enhancement, stuff like that. If you add them to your, to your team, it's really, really cool. And uh, the customization is good. It's not deep. But it's not shallow either. Mm-hmm. It's what you would expect. It's more than I was expecting, honestly, for for a game like this, uh, which I, I appreciate. And I'm sure it's only going to grow and grow and grow. Just seeing what they've done with, you know, their previous games, not just Asphalt, but um, they, you know, just a lot of game loft games in general. They're very good at optimization, so the game runs great, looks great, um, and yeah, I, I I couldn't, you know, access too much. There's a lot that I wanted to see. They are going to have a season pass as well, or not a season pass, but a battle pass. And uh, the currencies don't really work for much of anything at the moment. It's really just go in there, race, see how it feels, see how it looks. Uh, the track designs, which are always some of the most important things for me on an arcade racer like this, are fantastic. Uh, the way they're themed around Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, uh, uh, well, Hercules and uh, Jungle Book and things like that. It's, it's so so well designed and it feels great my biggest issue really if there's one thing i got to complain about so far with this post beta is like the rubber banding is a little ridiculous <laughs> it is a little ridiculous like it feels unnatural it doesn't feel organic at all it feels unnatural and it just feels oh it's a mario kart yeah but even right, I just this is worse than... <laughs> yeah i mean this is even ouch if it's worse than mario kart then man <laughs> well i mean i don't i don't personally feel that way with Mario Kart, maybe because I don't know, maybe because with Mario Kart Eight in particular, some of the older ones, yes, they got. Yeah, bad. it definitely varies per you know Mario Kart title yeah. for sure. Yeah, like definitely, like I think we and sixty four are probably the worst when it comes to the rubber banding, but with eight in particular, I never, I, I, I thought that was pretty well balanced. But the rubber banding in this though with Disney Speedstorm, my God, like something needs to be done with like it is egregious like it's bad you literally it's see bad. rubber bands attached yeah. to your car. <laughs> yeah. you literally see them oh my god you even hear you, them you look in the rearview mirror and they're like hey thanks buddy yeah i was way back there you pulled me all the way up <laughs> thanks for the slipstream three miles away yeah <laughs> i was on a completely different track and somehow i made it all the way up here <laughs> I told you I'd make it back by dinner, man. I told you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's the rubber banding is like, oh my lord! Like every time I was just like, there's no way, there's no way, 
There's no way, you know, especially with all the boosts I was getting, because with games like this, like I'm, I, I've always been great at, at drifting. So and like, and the drifting feels fantastic in this game. So um, I got those boosts down to a T already, and you know, and but somehow, and I would look behind me too, and all of a sudden, no boost, just all of a sudden, just magnetized, you know, uh, uh-huh. right by me and slingshotting, mind you, not just rubber banding, but slingshotting past me. I'm like, this that's not. That's not how that With works. With a little like bicycle bl- and bell noise as they pass you, just for extra insult. <laughs> ching ching. <laughs> My God, it's all they all are missing now is a pink mustache. Does it? <laughs> you just need to enter the cheat code to get the light cycle, and then you can win anything. That's true. Because then awesome. you're just putting barriers behind you the whole time, and they have to crash into it. And they're like, yeah. "We weren't in this movie. We don't know how to handle this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, well, speaking of not in this movie. Uh, I'll tell you what's not in this game, surprisingly, is um, some of the characters from Wreck-It Ralph. Now, they are going to be adding more over time. It's going to be a live service free to play game, so of course they're going to add more. You know what I mean? Um, I but... think it's Disney and Pixar stuff is supposed to be what's in this game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe so. So, like, yeah. they got to put cars in there at some point. Cause, yeah, like, they don't put them have... in. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to have them. You're definitely going to have right Vanellope. And uh, I'm trying to remember what her name was. The, whoever Gal Gadot's character was in Wreck-It Ralph. Um, uh, I don't remember. Name was like. It's been so like, long since I've seen that movie. I do yeah, it's remember. been a long time yeah. since I've seen it. So. Her name was like Swap or something, a Swap, Shank, something like that. I don't know, something with an S. I remember. It, it, it's like one, one syllable, and like starts with an S. I don't know, but uh, but anyway, but yeah, but I, I'm, I'm sure like. They'll both be in there at some point. Um, if not, Wreck-It Ralph himself uh, will probably be in there. But uh, but yeah, really enjoyed what I played so far. It looks great, um, super clean UI, and uh, yeah, I can tell I'm really gonna like be in love with it. Like once it officially comes out. Um, so yeah, I'm just hoping it's cross progression against uh, again outside of the rubber vanity, which I hope they fix. Um, I'm really hoping it's cross progression because I would like to go from my PC to my Xbox to my Switch seamlessly. Um, otherwise, you know if, if but Game Loft so far has not done that. But I'm hoping with, you know, now that technology has gotten us to a point now where we can do that, and this is a new game that isn't even out yet, that that, that this is something that they end up implementing. So, um... I just but, had a uh, goofy idea. What if they bring in Herbie the Love Bug, but not as a car that's driving, but it's a character that's driving a car somewhere? <laughs> How weird would that be? I'm that would be it. that would be very weird. Arception, yes, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> That's just the weird places too. my brain goes. It's yeah. like, oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's a Disney Speedstorm. Great time. Um, you can try getting into the closed beta right now. Um, before you have to go to their website, but now you can just go, if I'm not mistaken, to their Steam page and just ask, or like you can request access, and then you'll get a notification. Um, I've heard some people getting access like immediately. Like there's no waiting. Like it, yeah. not even an email. It's just like right away the moment you click the button. Okay, enjoy. You know, it just gets added to your library. But um, so yeah, but yeah, try it out. It's worth trying. And um, yes, but I, I didn't want to invest too much time into it, even though I could have easily done that, because once this closed beta is done, uh, they are going to be wiping all the uh, uh, progress because they want everybody to start. Right. You know, the Fresh. same day one, which I I, I get it, but. Um, but yeah, I'm just you know, so I'm not gonna invest as much time into it now as I could, just because I don't want to get fatigued. Um, but I also want to make sure that, um, you know, if it's cross progression first. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to choose where I want 
to play, basically. Right. Because I'm going to want to play on my Xbox, but I'm also going to want to play on my Switch when I'm laying in bed. You know, so, um, and then even on my PC. So, you know, I, again, cross-progression is great for something like that, which I, at this point, every free-to-play live service title should be that way if you're going to be multi-platform. I, yeah. I don't, you know. I, I wish every, every game time. was like that. Any, any yeah. game that was, you know, uh, like a, a third party game, I, I feel like it yeah. should have cross progression on it. But I know it's Absolutely. that's a pipe dream, but it would be nice. Yeah, you oh, know. yeah. I, I, yeah it's no becoming more what system it, I could play on, you know, like the Ubisoft stuff. I, I really like that. That's very cool. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's becoming more normalized, you know, thankfully. But, you know, I think there's still progress to be made for sure. Yeah. You know, um, you know cross progress, some would say. Yeah. So. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so anyways uh, the last thing just to just to get through really quick um so <laughs> he says and then has an existential crisis yeah no, right. <laughs> so 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 the last game i've been playing also a racing game um this one i was looking forward to it to a degree. I had it on my watch list for a little bit. And I got sent a review code for it. So this is going to kind of be my review. So and I'll, I'll try to, you know, for the sake of brevity, I'll try to keep it concise, but while still being informative. Now, I this series has been around forever, probably since the late 90s, early 2000s. Actually, the first time I got my PS2, one of the first games I got for it was MX versus ATV. Right. Right. And those games have been around for a very long time. Now, if I'm also not mistaken, they've also gone from developer to developer. Yes. And, um, uh, but they've always been part of THQ, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, thanks. And, yeah. And it was also one of the first games I played online. I remember the PS2, before the PS2 Slim came out, they had that big sort of Ethernet mm. brick. Do you remember that? Yep. I um, still have one. Yeah. Yeah. With a hard drive so, plugged into it, because you could plug a hard drive oh through God. it. Yeah, it's what you had to have, to have, a, yeah. have an old IED hard drive. So, I've, I've still got one with... I, I've still got my Final Fantasy... What was that? 11? That was online. I think it was 11 at the time. And yeah, it, 11, I've yeah. still got the box that had the hard drive and the game and the... You know, had all that. You had to buy the... Because you had to buy a hard drive with it. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, but... You know, this, uh, you know, I, I've actually been a fan of MX versus ATV for a, a very, very long time. And just ATV games in general, because there's like ATV drift and tricks also. But the MX versus ATV, to me, were always the most fun because it was always super cool, especially growing up, seeing, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, just bikes against ATVs. And they were always crazy. And then later <clears throat> down the line, much like this. They also included UTVs as well, which are more, they look more like cars, basically. Mm -hmm. Um so it's like right in between an ATV and a, and a, and a generalized motor vehicle. So, um, but yeah, so, but those games have been, the last couple of entries have been a hit or miss. And not only that, but th those games alongside their spinoffs have also been, they've been recycling a lot of tracks. And it's been bothersome in a lot of ways. Uh, like with, um, uh, like with the MotoGP games, and uh, I think the most recently was in Motocross 4, maybe. Uh, 
because I, I I own so many of these games at this point. So I, they all sort of blend into each other. But uh, but yeah. Any, anyways, all these games they've started to recycle themselves, and with MX versus ATV, um, they've started to lose a sense of identity i feel because they feel very shallow in a lot of ways and now this one looked cool because it was more open and it was prettier and it seemed like they were offering much more of a robust uh system and a robust uh campaign to it as well now mx versus ATV Legends, which is the brand new game. It just came out a couple of days ago. Um, I got access to this about maybe a week, week and a half ago. And one of the things I noticed right away was the trailers and stuff that you see is, I don't want to say false advertisement, but they're glorifying a lot of what's being done in that game in particular. Um, They're glorifying a lot of the mechanics. They're glorifying a lot of the tracks. Um, which there's not many, um, but at the very least, the tracks that are available are they're pretty well designed. They're pretty well designed, but after spending I don't even know how long with the many many hours, it ultimately is a buggy mess. I mean, I, I can't tell you like I would jump randomly and then all of a sudden just teleport straight to this guy. I don't know what's happening. Like I, I and uh, you want to talk about bad rubber banding? This is a game with bad rubber banding. Actually, rubber banding to the sky. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, to the sky. I mean, the physics are crazy too. I mean, I mean, this is beyond ragdoll. This is like we're going into astrophysics at this point. I mean, this is this is this is. Uh, it's, I mean, really. I mean, you're going to space and beyond. You're looking into dark matter. It's wild. Like, quantum <laughs> physics. It's 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 crazy, but it's. The, the, the tracks themselves, at the very least, despite the bugginess, are entertaining to a degree, but the problem is with not many tracks and not much to unlock, it seems like there's a lot, but a lot of it is very uninventive and just not very exciting, and the progression system feels more or less um, just empty. There's not much motivation to keep going. There's not much reward, and uh, the hub area that you're in is very open, and it's cool just riding around there but ultimately you just have this game that feels i mean i keep using the word but empty you know and it's 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 too bad whether you're playing you know um on a motorbike on an atv or on a utv um which i the atvs and the utvs are the most fun but unfortunately it's just you know it's the most interesting part is this game it was delayed about two or three times, right? And I'm not sure why, because I don't think much got done mm-hmm. with that added time. You know, again, with all due respect, you know, it's it's not much seems particularly different with the what they were showing, you know, even a year ago. So they may have polished things up um, on a mechanical level. But again, with how buggy it is and with just how all over the place um, it is in terms of uh, uh, not only its lack of content, but what it is aiming to do um, on a technical level, mm-hmm. which, again, they keep 
when you look at the trailers and stuff, they keep talking about how, you know, we have this, we have that, you know, but it's, it's unfortunately, uh, you know, I found myself, despite many hours playing it, many, many hours playing it, um, I found myself, by the time I was reaching an hour of straight playtime, I, I feel like I was pushing myself to do that. I, that wasn't happening organically. It was more so me forcing myself to play because I knew this was something that I had to um, assess before review. And I knew that this was something that, you know, I wanted to give the proper time of day, you know, because, I mean, that's what we try to do is we always try to, you know, we don't want to play no matter how bad a game is. It's not the worst game, but no matter how bad a game is, you don't want to, you know, you want to give it a proper assessment. You know, I, right. I think, you know, we owe it to them um, and to, uh, you know, the and to professionalism and to writing and to journalism in general to give it a, you know, give it the time it deserves. Now, I think I've given it much more time than it deserves. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I've just found very little to enjoy here. And yeah, I don't know. I, and I don't know what's happened either because it's not like, you know, I get it with racing games, there's a formula, right? That makes it inherently a racing game, right? You start at the starting line and you go and you compete fastest one, first one to the finish line wins. You know I mean? That's right. what racing is. But there's something with MX versus ATV in particular that they used to be so fun because they used to be super arcade But with the controls in this in particular. They're just not very responsive and they're overly complex for a game that also considers to be it considers itself to be an arcade title now you know if you want something that's more uh, more of a simulation go play ride you know mm-hmm. go play ride or go play uh even like a set of course even though it's not really an mx versus atv thing but still um but you know games like that go play even that monster energy motocross whatever i don't know just play that <laughs> even um but this just feels so all over the place where they're trying to accommodate for both fans of simulation and fans of arcade. And so you're doing this weird sort of dual stick thing to not only turn, but to do tricks and to accelerate and to break. And it's like, why are we doing all of this? You have triggers for a reason. Just use, right. you know, left trigger to break, right trigger to accelerate, so on and so forth. But instead, it's just all over the place. It's all over the place, and it doesn't feel comfortable. And I think the mo- one of the most important parts when you're playing any game, for that matter, especially a racing game, is you want that comfort because you need to focus on the speed with so much happening on screen. You know, um, you need to be able to focus, but you it's hard to focus when, you know, your fingers and thumbs are all over the place. And uh, especially for a game like this, because even realistically, you want to talk about simulation, even realistically... Whether you're driving around a track or doing some off-roading like you are in MX versus ATV, you know, it's a lot of the time you, what are you doing? You're sitting there, you have your, your hand either on the, you know, if you're on a bike, you're doing this or, you know, or on the wheel if, if you're in a, in, a behind, you know, in a car or whatever. But, you know, you're focusing, you're trying to be responsive to the turns and stuff like that. You know, but ultimately, you're staying pretty still for the most part. You're using your feet, you're using your hands, and you're using your eyes. But they're all, when you think about it, fairly stationary. You know, now on a bike, you kind of have that. You kind of have that added task of, you know, if you're turning, you kind of have to lean a little bit, right? Like with a motorbike, um, 
in order to, to turn properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it, it's it's fairly straightforward, you know. It's like even with, when you're changing gears, you know, so why am I, am I going around this controller? I'm doing, I'm pressing more buttons in here than I am in Street Fighter. <laughs> why? <laughs> you know, like, why am I doing so many combos in a racing game? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. You know, so it's it's unfortunate because I again I was looking forward to this game and it is a budget title. It's MSRP is forty dollars for the base game. Um, they they get higher up with the you know deluxe editions and whatnot. But um, it's unfortunate. I, I love THQ Nordic, you know, and and once again shout out to THQ Nordic for you know sending this our way because um, again I we love them. Not just I, I think I speak for everyone. I, we love yeah. I, I love THQ Nordic. Um, really looking forward to to. Um, you know, Destroy All Humans 2 remake because I, I loved the, the original games so much and I, I liked the first remake a lot too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one. Um, love all the Darksiders games. I mean, I, I love THQ. I mean, I always look forward to everything they put out. But this was not it. This hmm. was not it. This was a swing and a miss for them. And uh, it's unfortunate. You know, if I had to rate it out of five at this very mo- moment, I do I see it getting better? I... I see the potential. Will it happen? I don't know. But as of now, out of five, I would probably give it. It's it's a struggle between one point five and two out of five. Oh, see, it's honestly. even higher than I. That's that's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Negative no, seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's again, it's. Enjoyment can be had, but only in short spurts, you know. And right. but this is also a game that the way it's designed, through its career mode, and um, through its uh, competitive play, it wants you to play and invest a lot of time into it. But this is not. I'm sorry. With the way that it currently is, the current state of it, um, it just it does not accommodate for that. And I don't think anybody's going to be willing to really put that much time in it, no matter how much of a fan they are, you know, and if, if they do, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but they're lying to themselves, <laughs> you know, because, uh, I mean, really, I mean, you know, they're trying to be as nice as possible, but it's, it's, I think ultimately they're lying to themselves and there are far better MX versus ATV games out there. Thankfully, through the beauty of backwards compatibility on Xbox, um, you know, there's a lot of great ones like yeah. MX versus ATV Alive. Um, that's a great one. Um, and of course, the original ones, uh, like Off-Road Fury and stuff like that. So I, I love all those games. I, I have bought those games multiple times over. So you know, I'm, again, I'm an MX versus ATV fan. So I, you know, I, I know what to expect. But this, unfortunately, just isn't. It's not it. Yeah, and that's it's too bad because so. there's really nothing like that, you know, out anymore. No. You know, th- right? And that's the thing. It's, it's all like, Forza, Gran Turismo. You know, right. Yeah, and and you know, and th- those are fantastic. God knows anyone who listens to us, and they they know we love Forza especially. Yeah. But um, but MX versus ATV really kind of has a monopoly in that sort of genre. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, I mean, they they there's not much in mm-hmm. terms of in terms of stuff like that. You, had, you there's other offerings that are usually digital only that are more lower budget, but you know right. they're you know they're not anything to write home about. You know, uh, MX versus ATV has a long legacy rightfully so um but uh unfortunately this was um yeah this was just a swing and a miss and uh 
just ended up being delivered on a, on a on an on an empty tank. Let's just say, let's just say that. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, that's my uh, assessment on uh, MX versus ATV uh, Legends, and uh, that's also what I've been what I've been playing. So. All right, cool. Well, we'll just touch on the two news stories we have real quick. There was, as as Dennis kind of said a little while ago, there was a Nintendo Direct Mini. Did anybody watch it? I didn't watch it. I went back and rewatched it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't because I was asleep. Um, but it, right. you know, we did end up uh, rewatching it. Yeah. It was way early, and I was working, and I honestly forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> I remembered it like partway when it was on, partway through or something, and I threw it on like the side while I was doing other stuff, so I wasn't really like actively super paying attention to right. it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I. I I I didn't watch it. Was there any was there anything that stood out, Dennis, to to you uh, other than uh, I know they did the Mario Rabbids and the uh, uh, they talked yeah, that a was more cool. about that uh, Monster Hunter yeah um, yeah that was fine I, I I really the the ones that stuck out the most to me well I, I'm glad that we ha- that we ha- honestly it's such a surprise and it's not going to be one that you're expecting me to say well the following two will be. But one that I'm honestly like super stoked for is the Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> oh honestly, yeah, that game looks—it just looks relaxing, man. It looks like if they took Animal Crossing and The Sims and they just mesh them together, put a Disney skin over it, you can go around, hang out with people, you can go make your own farm. What? That's amazing. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's—I'm—I'm I'm so stoked for this. So, uh, yeah, and I think uh, early access begins. September sixth, I believe. Yeah, September sixth. Okay. Um, so um, that'll be on both uh, PC and Switch, which I think this is the first time Switch has ever done an early access title because usually you only ever see that on Xbox. They have the game previews, they call yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, usually other platform holders they don't allow for um, you know betas and stuff being sold. But I guess since it's a free to play, I guess it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess that doesn't matter since it's it's game yeah. off. It's free to play. It's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki's looking forward to it too. So I mean. Yeah. I'm super stoked, man. Super stoked. Yeah, uh, I actually but, had the PR uh, guys emailing me like three or four times last week, going, if "Yeah, one more info about it. Let me know." I'm like, "Well, what more info is there than what you showed me on the thing?" But uh, yeah, so, yeah. So, so I replied to him and said, "Sure, if you got more info, let me know. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to find out." <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, and if we get codes, like please, like I'll take care of that. <laughs> you know, like I will. I will. T- I'll be more than happy to do. You know, an early access review on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm super stoked for that. And uh, but the other two that really stood out, from what I can remember, anyways, I'm sure there's other ones. But the ones that come to mind right away, the two, Harvestella, which is a new Square Enix. That one looks um, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. New Square Enix RPG game, but has like a lot of a big emphasis on farming though. Um, so kind of like Rune Factory, where it's like an RPG, yeah. but big emphasis on, on farming. Um, yeah, Rune Factory and, was definitely uh, the vibe I got from that one, or at least the closest oh, sure. vibe. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one was... Uh... Oh, my God. I'm trying to remember. We'll just we'll run down the list. and uh... Let's, let me... 
Yeah, because I haven't, like I said, I hadn't watched it. So there's a lot of them that, you know, uh, of course, Persona 5 and the and 4 and yeah. uh, 3. Those are I saw all that was hilarious to me because Game Pass stole all of their thunder for that one. They're yeah. so oh, sad yeah. that all Microsoft that. Yeah. showed it like weeks ago. Because, <laughs> you know, from them showing it at the end, it was like a one more thing. Hey, here's this cool stuff. And it was like. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, like was the reaction I had yeah. to it because we already saw it was coming right. to Game And then they Pass. already had yeah. said, you know, oh, it's coming to PlayStation 5 and, you know, Switch after the yeah, yeah. after the show anyway because, you know, everybody was, oh, well, why would they... Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, uh, whether we just suddenly can now or whatever, we're doing the shotgun approach and putting Persona everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, I actually remember now. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures was the other one. Yeah, that one seemed like yeah. it was kind of interesting. Um, I know Return to Monkey Island. A bunch of people, golly, the the, the outrage of I don't What's like the art that? style that doesn't. The I don't like fine. that. It's fine. That's, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh. I mean, it was just like whatever. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. People people kill me. Uh, yeah. which is our next story um, <laughs> um but yeah i mean the rest of them I, you know i i really don't minecraft legends you know we figured that would come to switch well, yeah we'd uh, already seen it that's like a, a few of the things it's like okay we yeah. already seen it elsewhere so it was no known quantities or something like okay the uh the uh was it sunbreak expansion DLC yeah the sunbreak we switch we knew that was coming monster but... it's like well we know knew about that stuff already it's like it's almost out and right at that point and the thing live a so live or like, live okay, live whatever whatever they whatever it's people cool i guess but one. it wasn't anything crazy in the whole direction yeah it wasn't and like i guess terrible, that's why they but... called a mini because yeah it was kind of like well and you know have it at nine uh nine o'clock in the morning on the 28th which is a thursday do they, do they call it like, that to set your uh your hype level should be mini hype level is that what it means yeah i guess i mean but you know it's it's good it's to... weird also because it was 25 minutes because yeah. like usually minis are like maybe like 10 minutes right but this was 25 this was the length of a standard direct yeah. right you know so yeah I, maybe maybe they just called it a mini because it was you know ninety percent stuff we already knew you know uh, Sonic Frontiers oh, and, and stuff Bug. like that. So, Gross. Yeah, I know, right? Sonic, <laughs> you. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um, but anyway, our last story. Oh my gosh, this this made me so mad this week. It was just unbelievable. So, um, what's his name for Bloomberg? Came out. Uh, Schreier, Schreier. Schreier, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he came out on like Monday and said Monday or Tuesday and said I have an insider that said in the next day or tomorrow or the day after, you know, Sony is going to announce when Ragnarok's coming out. They're going to have a trailer for it. They're going to have gameplay for it. They're going to have a surprise state of play for it. What well, didn't happen on like that Wednesday, and people just started tweeting at uh uh cory uh oh Arlen. yeah uh, yeah tweet, we got you tweeting at him yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible with names so i'm glad somebody else has got the names you know tweeting at him going you know you need to announce this now and it needs to be this and that and you know he's like 
we'll have something when we have something, you know, just be patient and chill out. And, you know, and people are, I mean, I saw one that was like, you need to announce this right now, or I'm going to sell my PlayStation five and, and or I'm going to buy an Xbox and this, and that, and, that. and he goes, you should buy an Xbox. You need to broaden your horizons than not just play on PlayStation five. Yeah. I mean, he was taking it all with stride. It was, you know, it was in stride. It was really good. But then, um, when it didn't happen the next day, uh, one of the female members of the team that I follow on Twitter, she made a post about why are people, you know, you're, we're, we're busting our butt to do this game and this and that and this and that. And my DMS are full of guys taking pictures of their penises and saying, you need to tell me when, God of War Ragnarok is coming out right now. It's like, was that why? a motivation for anything? Yeah. Like positive yeah. or negative? What is that? Like, why? Like so stupid. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, they just uh, lost their minds for days. They're social. This is the part of social media that sucks because yeah. you can have entitled little idiots who can be out there spewing the most hateful stuff with, pretty much no repercussions and well, yeah. because they they're can like hide behind the an smallest avatar. audience for any yeah. you know given thing and they're like so destructive for something they supposedly are you know love it or looking forward to or fans of like no you're not otherwise you'd shut up and go away you moron yeah it's like oh like you're not gosh. helping the people who are doing it you're actively making it worse yeah for them uh it was just you're potentially making the thing that you want worse by doing this so shut up yeah it's just like what and you know and they're just they're piling on uh, Santa Monica Studios. I mean, and it was like, it was ridiculous. It was just like, what? It's also you... ridiculous. Like, okay, so somebody said that they had some inside information that there was going to be an announcement and that didn't turn out. So now you're yelling at the people making the game. Yeah. If you're going to yell at anybody, be like, hey, why'd you get this date wrong, man? They were supposed to do a thing. Like, why did you tell us that? And then it didn't happen. Like, that would still be stupid and sucky, but at least you'd be aiming it in a semi-understandable yeah. direction. And this is why some of these maybe like some of these so-called journalists and insiders just need to keep their mouths shut with stuff like that. And you know what? If they've got a lead, well, no, 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 no. We're not going with that, John. Like he had a thing. It was a thing that was like, hey, it's going to happen. Probably. I didn't read the thing, but what it should be automatically in normal people's brain like me like hey i realize plans change even just my plans for like hey when am i gonna buy groceries this week will change well, yeah let alone something as big as this like oh whoops somebody like misrendered the trailer that we made and it's all like screwed up at the end and we have to like push it back a day or oh wait never mind we're gonna have to do something else different from our plans because xyz it's like things shift all the time so if you get some inside information it could be correct at the time that uh that person heard it but by the time that rolls around that could have changed like three times well, even yeah. even if it's just a few days like and, you know, and, and sony has social media presence too so if they read something like that they're liable to go well you know what we're not going to we're not going to say anything about it right now. We're going to wait and let it bake for a little while longer and then bring it out. I don't know but, that that's, that happens necessarily. No, it, if it does, but it's I mean, it could. very rare. Right. It'd be more like, oh, well, they guessed it. Oh, well, cool. Like, it's not really any skin off their nose. Cause, I don't know. Again, it's... a like big majority of people are not going to have 
heard of that at all. They'd just be like, here's the announcement, cool. They wouldn't have heard anything leading up to right. it. Like, if you're someone who doesn't pay attention to video game news at all or something, just be like, oh, hey, th then across Twitter or wherever social media you're on, you see like, hey, they announced the God of War release date. That's when you would see it. You wouldn't have seen any of this preamble or any nonsense. Yeah. And I mean, I I've seen some devs who have said, yeah, this has been happening to us for six months and we've just, we're, we've left Twitter. You know, we're not posting anything else on social media about our game until the day it comes out. You know, we're just, we're not going to because we're tired of it, you know, and, and it's sad. It's just sad. You know, that's, that's why I'm on Twitter more than anything is to learn stuff like this. When this game is coming yeah. out, when that game's coming out, follow this develop, developer for this or that. Yeah. But it's just social media makes it really easy for people to just not have respect for other people oh, and yeah. just be heinous. It's, and it's like, when it's, why? When it's, it's not how you're, you're not, you don't actually care about this thing you claim to care about. All you care about is causing chaos on the internet and yeah. it's so dumb well and you know it's it's easy to hide behind an avatar and a and a name that and and there's no there's no repercussions because there's no face behind in front of you you know it's just uh really have nothing better to do yeah <laughs> oh there you go he's he's high pitched again <laughs> see i couldn't take <laughs> Yeah. That was so good. It was the so good. year have nothing better to do was really like squirrel voice. Yeah, like it, 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 it took me for a minute. It was, it was like, good. yeah, because I had I almost <laughs> just went. Thanks, Discord. John's looking around. Love you. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. Go back in two thirty, two hours and thirty eight or thirty seven minutes. You'll go back in the feed and watch that because it was hilarious. Okay. But yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like you know these. <laughs> These are the ones that, that, that when people people classify some of us as living in the basement, these are the guys that I, I picture living in the basement. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's a minority yeah. of well, people. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, there's like just those few really loud people who yep. are entitled because, oh man, I spent, I'm going to spend 60 bucks on this game. Yeah, so, yeah, like how many millions of other copies are they going to sell? They don't care about your 60 bucks. You are not entitled to anything. Just calm down. Oh, but to demand, to demand, who are, who are you to demand to a multi-billion dollar company? Anything. The, you know, I mean, that's the thing. What are you, what are you, the, the president of the United States? The, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm the emperor of the universe. Ha ha. I guess. I don't know. They've, they've really got to find something better to do with their time than just set on. Well, like your, your lack of a purchase, I promise you will not <laughs> bring them under. No, I promise you. No. So it hadn't yet. And I, I didn't buy God of War and it didn't, it didn't, the company didn't fold because I didn't you're buy gonna it. Like, oh man, I'm going to spend money on your game. Doesn't entitle you to anything. Yeah. Like, you know how many, how much money gets invested in a game just being made yeah. before there's any sales? Like, well, and, that doesn't matter, guys. And the, and the numbers and the and the quote unquote sales numbers that you see anyway are the numbers of copies that stores have bought. It's not what's physically went out the door. Well, it depends on which number you're looking at, yeah. but yeah, some. I mean, you know, so they yeah they sold 15 million copies of it, but that doesn't mean it's in 15 million copies, and because they don't care once once oh, those for God of War though, yeah it does yeah, but <laughs> once those once those copies ship out of the warehouse, Sony doesn't care anymore. They've got their money for the games. They don't care if they sit on the shelf. Yeah, of course they sell, but you know they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They've already got their money. You know, it's like when people 
oh man, this game dropped so much in price. And it's a, well, they, the, the stores already bought the game for X amount of dollars. So they made the, the companies made their money. Doesn't matter if the store sells it for 20 bucks or 60 bucks. You know, they've already, the, the publishers already made their money when they sold that, when they, when, when Walmart bought that game from them, uh, for $50 or $55 or however much, they pay for them very little you know they there's very little markup in games so you know i mean it's even less now i'm sure for a 70 dollar game it's probably it used to be five bucks that's what the markup was was five bucks a game um for every copy sold so it's not a lot of money but i don't know people kill me with that stuff and the numbers and they think they know more than a billion dollar company does and guess what they don't <laughs> Hey, guess what? You're one person, and that company's made up of many people yeah. who are all very good at what they do. <laughs> yeah, and stop harassing people, especially harassing women yeah, like, or something. Come on. Just harassing anybody. Like, yeah. just have respect for people, man. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want anyone doing that to you. So no, just stop it's it. It's not hard, but, you know, apparently it is, so... All right, well, has anybody got anything else before we call that a show? Uh, <laughs> it's on that note. I think I think that's a good place to end. So, um, you to end it on the positive? Uh, yeah, like whatever that note was. Some kind of, some kind of positive <laughs> note. But anyway, so. But yeah, we should be back in two weeks. Um, unless something comes up between now and then, I wouldn't see why not. Like I always say, follow us on Twitter at GO underscore podcast. That way you'll know a couple hours before we go live if you want to. Oh, are you saying live. that sometimes plans change oh i know right they oh change. no man i'm gonna have to yell at you on twitter for that yeah, one i know right you were you were lucky because i i thought my niece was going to come over and spend the night and it was going to be well if she's going to spend the night we're not recording tonight so it was there was about an hour before the show started it was like it was looking real hairy but she decided to go home so it was <laughs> <laughs> she could have i'm not complaining if she would have but you know but yeah, of course things change. But uh, if you want to join us live, or like I say, if you subscribe to us on the the on your podcatcher, you'll get the show whenever I upload it. So, <laughs> which is usually the next day. But I think last time we recorded, we recorded on a Wednesday, and I didn't upload it till a Sunday. So yeah, I kind of forgot. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's what happens when you when you uh, when you record in the middle of the week that you're not usually used to recording. It, so. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah, it's all right. It's no problem. I'll, we'll let that one slide. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for listening and hanging out with us, and we will catch you all next time. Take care. podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. 
get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.